Cape Town ladies, Stardate Log, I'm Captain Britain. And I'm Ferengi Decapitator Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Matthew Lesko, our ongoing mission. To explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go where Shaw is the star of this show. Soy Trek the podcast is here. One half vegan, one half queer, a hundred percent communist, unless we have a less leftist guest, with Patrick and Britain, talking, joking, farting, and shitting all about Star Trek, like our buttholes, the show is Trek the podcast is here, so listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Right in your ears. You got it. I did. I you got, got it. You, you got it the last couple times. You've been doing great. I've been remembering what it is. You've been doing great, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the bridge. I'm Captain Britain. And I'm Patrick. Uh, the podcast is Soy Trek. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the show where two Trekkies ask themselves, can we just rename this Shaw Trek? Yes, absolutely. I would I would be so into that. <laughs> it's very cathartic watching him yell at Picard after especially after the after two seasons of of uh, Picard. Honestly, <laughs> I, I almost uh, like I I just relate to him so much. Yeah. <laughs> like I just done with done with Picard's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it it's weird how they they wrote like I, I almost feel like they're writing the frustration of the prior seasons into the season through a stand-in, yeah. and it, we'll we'll talk about that a lot more. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, as you might have noticed, we have ads. If you don't uh, want ads, well, soldiers, for as little as two dollars a month, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/DumbIdiotBS and not only get ad-free episodes, but you also get them all at once instead of having to wait like everybody else for them to trickle down over the week, like pre cum dribbling off my chin after I lick a girl's dick. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, also, if you're super cool and pay $5 or more, we mention your name and say thank you to people just like Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, Joanna Hearn, uh, Jordan Hale, Shane Sawyer, Nick Savard, David Craning Sites, Adam Zendel, Cappies, Electric Baphomet, and our brand newest member, Emma Glavish. Oh hell's yeah! Yeah, yeah. You know her. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're you're familiar with her. Yeah. Some might say carnally. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, all of whom are cool as hell and yeah. deserve a cool, um, I don't know, uh, pair of boots. Yeah, why not? So if you have a boot, boots in their size. I mean, it is going to snow this weekend. Is it? Fuck. Yes. Dude, the temperature's like been going to, we've been going through a cold snap and I hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah thankfully, I stocked up on a ton of fucking road ice because I thought it was coming just because it's been getting colder in the weather. I'm like, mm -hmm. this feels like, you know, I've been here long enough to where I like, I feel the weather doing its thing and I'm like, I, I, I no, no, no. Not going to get me this time. Nope, nope. nope. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think you're going to snow Sunday. So that's oh, fuck. Yeah. Shit. 
Well, I mean, it'll give me more more time to podcast indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, also, if you give $10 a month, you get full access to my Plex server, The Media Dungeon, which has about 15,000 films and over 450 shows updated mm. daily with new stuff just like all of The Sopranos and 1080, which oh. m- both me and another patron have been watching. And oh, uh, I, don't, I don't think they know, but they'll listen to this episode and then they'll know that we've both been watching. They're a season ahead of me, though, so we're not oh, yeah, like yeah, watching yeah. it together. I'm just, I see them because I have a dashboard where I see what you watch, so... Um, I mm-hmm. yes, I do spend time looking <laughs> to see what people are watching. It's it's interesting, you know. It's yeah. it's data, it's metrics. You know, I I put I don't judge. I'm just like, oh, they really like that thing, and then I'll usually like talk to them on a social media platform. And like, I see you've been watching this, and then we'll talk about it because it's usually something I like. Yeah, things. yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we also uh, have uh, all of the Orville and Avenue 5 and 1080 on there. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, which I, I've heard good things about the Orville from a bunch of Trekkies mm. and some mediocre things from yeah. people like you. I mean, I've been I've been burned too many times by... Well, I mean, I haven't even checked it out because mm-hmm. I'm very anti-Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of been burned too many times, <laughs> I got a full STI screening today. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, I don't know. I just peed in a cup. Oh, okay. I, It's not instant or anything. Oh, yeah. I don't have... AIDS or something else that they tested for oh, immediately, sick. but hell's yeah. So that's pretty cool. I didn't get any sort of Q-tip up the dick. No, thank yeah. God. <laughs> not. I mean, I pay for that, yeah. so it's like I'd be, I'd welcome it, but like I don't want to come in front of a professional. Like, yeah, you know, I I don't intend to come on anyone with a medical degree unless like I'm paying them a lot for it. Yeah, because that's like some uh, very uh, specialized kink. Yeah, yeah, and you don't, you don't do, you don't sound everywhere. Yeah, you don't do your sounding. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so if you want the sound of us everywhere, <laughs> go to Patreon.com/slash DumbIdiotBS, and uh, that's uh, Dumb Idiot, and then the letters BS, which stand for bullshit, but also stand for backgammon seduction, mm. which is not a coincidence. I don't think anyone's ever been seduced by get backgammon, but in the end. Who knows? Prove me wrong. I would like to prove you wrong. I'm going to fuck someone on a backgammon table. <laughs> like one of those old man ones where it's like the whole table is actually a backgammon yeah, board. You know? It's going to be a very sexually charged uh, game of backgammon. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I look forward to. I don't even know how backgammon's played. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Well, you don't, you know, you just need to know how backgammon's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things, my friend. Two different things. <laughs> Uh, speaking of fucking backgammon, you want to get into uh, what we watched this week? Let's do it. What we watch? Uh, we watched episode two of season three of Picard. Let's get Picarded. Let's get Picarded in here. Let's get God, we came all over the bridge of the USS Titan A because a new daddy's in town. <laughs> new daddy's in town, my friends. Daddy is here. Daddy has called class into session, and my ass wants a lesson. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I made that up on the spot, and I am disgusted with myself. You should be. I am. 
I need a spanking or a timeout corner. <laughs> I think we need a timeout corner where that's you just, gonna make me come. Where you just go. That's to, just gonna make <laughs> me come, Pat. You're like, all right, you get a 15 minute timeout. You're not on the podcast. <laughs> just sit in the corner. Just, there. <laughs> just that's the come corner. Yeah, I actually had we had in my last podcast we had a come corner, so I already have the theme made. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it goes uh, getting horner, massive borner. Let's get into the come corner. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of Come Corner, uh, this week we watched uh, Disengage uh, Picard, Season 3, Episode 2. Yeah. Uh, released today, the 23rd of February, 2023. Mm-hmm. 2 23 23. Or, if you live on the other side of the pond, 23 2 23. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's what you sound like, too, because you just had a pint and you're listening <laughs> to our podcast. Cheerio, friends. Is that. I think it's morning there right now when we're recording. But, you know, you listen to this whenever you want. So They're, really they're always mourning the death of their nation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got him. Uh, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> um, so this one was written by Christopher Monfett and Sean Tretta, who, um, let's see, were both writers for 12 Monkeys. So these guys mm. brought in by Akiva, Gold, Akiva Goldsman. Definitely a lot of his, uh, his prints on this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this one's directed once again by... Douglas Aronoyski, who directed Highlander Endgame and four episodes of Discovery. Though I'm wondering if he, if uh, Akiva Goldsman just has a writing credit because of care, because well, Akiva Goldsman doesn't have a writing. Credit. Oh, I thought you uh, said no, no, no. They're both guys, obviously brought in by Akiva Goldsman because oh, yeah, yeah. he used to be the showrunner on oh, yeah, a yeah. show they were both writers on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, but not too many because for, for against all odds, mm-hmm. this episode is. More or less watchable than other episodes of Picard. <laughs> no, it's 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 good. It's, yeah. it's I mean it's it's pretty good. Uh, I, I liked it. It's uh it's still an establishing episode, so yeah. they they have a lot to uh, follow through on. Mm-hmm. But I liked most of the characters and how they were written in this episode. Yeah. There was only like a few parts that made me completely cringe. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely cringe. Oh, it's, it's it's full it's full of cringe. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but like, it's a lot more spaced out than the cringe in the last episode. I think, and the their character motivations make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We have that, that's more it than anything. Yeah, and we one thing we get we get a lot of one certain character in this episode. Mm-hmm who I feel is almost a stand-in, I don't know if I can speak for you, but maybe a stand-in for both of us and yeah. how we feel about this episode. Yeah. And he's actually the, fir- like the first original character this series has created that, has, that I've liked. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, th- he's, the fir- he's the first person who like is, is really rational about things and like thinks mm-hmm. things through and prioritizes the right things correctly for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And like a person who I'm like, Oh yeah, I can see how like there would be a person who is modern in a certain way. Like he has characteristics like now, but he could fit in in Starfleet. Oh, absolutely. Because th- the problem with a lot of um, folks in Starfleet is like they're they're formed more or less by like their problems and their adversity and stuff. Which is season one, season two of Picard. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and well, and I mean, in this season too, with Raffi's yeah. whole thing, yeah. which I don't like. I mean, I, I hate, especially I hate her. I'm, I'm gonna be on, like, I, I said <laughs> this in the last episode. I'm gonna double down on it. Just like giving the black woman all of the like s- deep systemic problems in the future 
is mm-hmm. a weird choice for yeah. them to do. Like they could have done it with like any other character mm-hmm. because they're bringing all these characters back, yeah. right? So any like you know fucking any of them could have been doing this. Yeah. Any of them could have like fallen into drugs during that time or something for any reason. Like maybe mm-hmm. like Jordy or something. Like his eye implants like never mm-hmm. felt right, and so he like started using a little bit of pain medication, uh, and got out of control. There's a lot of things. Uh, uh, War, War, Worf had so many battle scars, and also like mm-hmm. was expelled from the house of Martok for some reason. Yeah. And so he turned to. Dr- There's so many things they could do, but instead they're like, "Hey, we've got a black woman who we've already mm-hmm. like kind of teased does drugs, mm-hmm. so maybe let's give her a legitimate." drug addiction and talk about it a lot i mean and that's it's also it's in the service of of just recreating like the boilerplate undercover cop um storyline that's in every single fucking movie where it's just like this is the same yes like like oh there's a there's an undercover police officer who's 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 the who the line between like what their their duty and like and who they're pretending to be is blurring and they're using drugs right and so and so the yeah the only way they could have made it like more on the head and like cast it more obviously is if somehow they had like a a uh, a fucking like Italian guy from New Jersey, but lives in New York in Starfleet. Yeah. But they don't have anyone like that. They don't, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, she. Also, what Raffi needs is like a, um, you know, not not the handler that we see, but like you know, sort of like a CCH pounder type mm. type character. Goes, God damn it, Raffi! Wait, gotta get some results. Damn it! Oh, you mean <laughs> you mean CCH pounder from First Contact? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just like, like I need results, and then like, and banging her hand on a on a on a uh, on a table, and then like, and then just like, now don't you get too wrapped up in these drugs? God damn it! <laughs> I would, you know, that would really elevate the material. They could have brought back what's her face. She yeah. could have gone back in the future with them and just like exactly. been a stowaway on the ship. I don't yeah, know. and then decided to be like uh, the uh, the police captain uh, oh, that, that, sends, that. that sends them on um, on a. Uh, on uh, undercover missions. That would be so cool. That's what we need. God, you should you should be in charge of Star Trek, Pat. I should I should be the writer. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, the writer I, <laughs> writes everything. But if, but if I was the writer, uh, this this pl- whole plot line with Raffi would not even be happening. Yeah, <laughs> you and me both, brother. Adds nothing. So we open on the SS Elios twelve. Uh, I guess. Yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Orbiting over Sonora Prime. At the helm is Jack Crusher looking somewhat bored as he requests orbital clearance. Suddenly, two vessels approach him, uh, and they're apparently from the Fenris Rangers, mm. which they've discussed before. I think that's isn't that the thing that Seven was working yeah, for? Yeah, for, yeah. I actually, I think the Fenris Rangers are stupid too. Personally, they're they're, they're fine. They're mm. they're whatever. They're a fucking like. I mean, the the Federation like isn't providing a lot of resources yeah. and so uh, it's their own stopgap thing i kind of get it um so the lead ship opens a channel uh warning that elios has violated their airspace and route to the quarantine zone and demands that elios transmit federation authorization codes or submit to inspection jack's answer is that uh, elios has a moral authority to the people on the planet uh and got clearance there uh, because they're suffering from the galarian fever fever and are immunoresistant to bureaucracy. That's what he says. Whoa. So he's already being like very, very like Han Solo, very you know handsome Jack. Yeah, uh, he's he's fine. I actually like him. Yeah, he's got Ray a lot Diso of charisma. Kana. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like him. I actually thought like uh, he would have been a better cast as like the new, the new fucking um, Kirk. 
Mm, like yeah. he feels like that to me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I, I kind of like this character enough. If he can get rid of his British accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it'd be I'd be, it'd be cool to have British Kirk, like yeah. Kirk, not from Iowa, not from America, mm-hmm. like a more respectable Kirk. Mm. Like mix mix Kirk with a little bit of Picard. That's what I'm saying. Make that little cocktail, baby. There we go. Why not? They already like did a fucking whole Kelvin universe and shit. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Someone just transported onto the bridge. Did you hear that? <laughs> I did. I don't see them. Do you? No. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's a fucking it's this moth. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> moth. Anyway, a so a moth with a giant normal sized human dick. <laughs> hey, can you consent? Can I suck that moth dick? <laughs> so suddenly, um, uh, sorry. Um, so inspection it is, the ranger replies. So they board mm-hmm. a ship. Yeah, and the ranger looks all fucked up. Yeah, like he's got, he's, he's, like he's, he definitely has like, maybe he has the fever or something. I don't know. He's got yeah. a big like scar and shit on his face or maybe mm-hmm. boils. I don't know. So in the cargo bay, Jack emphasizes that Elios uh, is a medical vessel carrying medical supplies to people who are in medical need. Uh, the ranger leader points out that they were in violation of about 27 medical protocols as he inspects each crate, which contains steroids, gene resequencers, and other supplies to combat the disease. Uh, Jack also reminds them that the galleon fever is fatal at the rate of one life per minute, meaning that 10 civilians has died since the inspection began. Uh, this is actually kind of like super, I don't know, like, I thought it was pretty charming. Like, it was, it was kind of fun. Uh, decent writing. Um... Uh, so the ranger leader opens a case containing two bottles of Romulan ale mm. and sarcastically asks if they're also for medical purposes. Uh, Jack kind of backpedals and say that it's uh, used for antiseptic and uh, in answer to life in general. Mm-hmm. All of which uh, he's willing to share. Uh, when the ranger leader asks if that's some kind of bribe, Jack assures him it's not a bribe. <clears throat> And then if he were to bribe him, he'd do it with something like, and then opens another case full of phaser rifles. Weapons dealer, <laughs> folks. This guy is he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good mm-hmm. guy already, definitely. So he points out that the warlords on the planet below uh, engineered the fever so that they could clear the free zone of refugees before others could claim it, which is like very, yeah, very, uh, man, why does this bridge mm-hmm. noise keep stopping? Stop stopping bridge noise. We need you. It's very uh, U.S. diplomacy. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Um, so, um, uh, he points out that the warlords uh, engineered the fever so they could clear a fever zone, and uh, you know, yeah, do U.S. diplomacy, or even like I don't know, it's like uh, uh, Donald Trump when he like let the uh, unhoused people into the hallways of the building to defecate so he could clear out residents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty uh-huh. cool of him. Very cool. <laughs> uh, if they traded half to one warlord, half to another, and gave the rangers part of the cut, it would be bad guys k- killing bad guys. The ranger leader agrees to this arrangement, and uh, as they head back to the crate of the ship, he activates his comm link and says, reach out to the marked woman. We found him. Oh. Uh-oh, someone getting caught. You someone get a rat. Some motherfucking rat. Mm-hmm. We don't accept rats in this house. No, we take care of rats. We don't, no, we, we, you know what we do to rats in this house? Mm-hmm. We put up no-kill cages. <laughs> and then we release them near dumpsters downtown. It's true. Because that's where the rat's friends are, and that's where rats like to be, is near a lot of shitty garbage that smells like shit. 
I do like how that's one ad that was going, circulating Twitter for a while. It's like the the rat catching bucket, which I've made for free before. Oh yeah, that thing's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've caught I've caught uh, mice in my and I lived in uh, Baltimore. I caught some mice in my, or in my apartment with it. I, nice. All I did was like build a ramp and put peanut butter in it. Mm-hmm. All yeah, the mice and just yeah, and they they can't get up. Yeah, so. but this, the, the websites are like selling them for like thirty dollars or something. <laughs> I just took a bucket from work <laughs> for free. <laughs> yeah, buckets are free, folks. Yeah. Just go, go to like loading docks. You know, you know. They, they, <laughs> Stuff at, people don't believe this, but after a business is closed for a couple hours, the stuff at the loading docks is free. It is free. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> yeah, and take, if you take don't, what you want, take a take a pallet or two, take a fucking bucket, yeah, take a pallet. You know, they got they got plenty of them. That's that's fucking commercial supplies. They make them for like shipping and shit. If there's like, a pallet jack too. And you got a way to take even more stuff. You just load yeah. up the pallet and put a bunch of stuff on that pallet, and then just go. As uh, <laughs> as Brandon would say, hey, take that pallet, Jack. Take that pallet, <laughs> Jack. Yep. Ooh, got him. Got him. <laughs> In present day, Jack, Picard, and Riker observe the massive ship that emerged uh, at the end of the last episode. At the in the Rython system, which I guess is just outside of Federation mm-hmm. space. I said this this ship, I, even though it's really big, it kind of looks like on. Un- I mean, I'm, you, you know, you can make ships however shape you want in space because, you know, there's no air resistance or anything. Uh-huh. But still, it just looks silly. Just, I mean, it's just like four claws. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it lo- yeah, it's like, I mean, it looks imposing, I guess. Yeah. It looks it looks like a villain ship. Yeah, it's very villain shipy. but I'm just wondering how practical it is. I mean, I'm guessing there's not a huge crew, cause it, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't just, know. Like, it's just like, there's just like some guy sleeping at the end of the claw. <laughs> like, just get blasted he's a, he's off. He's on claw he's, watch. He's on claw watch, yeah. Um, so Picard asks who they were, but Jack admits he doesn't know, only that whoever was piloting the ship has means. Uh, he says, first the Fenris Rangers came after me, uh, and then after that, the Klingons, and then after that, three Starfleet officers who, quote, tried to prime direct me into an early grave. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a, kind of a fun line. I wonder if that's if we're going to come back to that at some point. Um, like the Klingons? And no, well, the, uh, the, the Starfleet officers Starfleet that tried officers, to kill them? Yeah. Um, I would want to, but I, f- I feel like he probably killed them if they tried to capture him. And they, <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was wondering, like, 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 was there going to be an explanation for that? Were they really Starfleet or were they posing as Starfleet? Or well, and, are and they also, Starfleet that were bought off? Or yeah, and also the corrupt? people at the very beginning who were, like, hunting them, uh, were yeah. those some of the people, too, who were, like, after him for, you know, for this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This this, guy, this boy is special for some reason. Oh, he's definitely a, a special boy. Yeah. Uh, so the Elios power levels are failing and its systems are damaged because it was too close to the nebula for far too long. Uh, Riker recalls that Beverly had said to trust nobody and wonders who the unknown ship wants mm. Picard knows they have to find out and possibly find a way to go negotiate with them Jack asks for a threat assessment and the computer reports that the unknown ship has all three of the Elias systems targeted with a 100% probability of destruction Damn. which isn't, isn't good no. that's, that's some imminent shit my friend <laughs> that's when you give up um mm. Imminent domain, more like imminent dominated. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Docking your pay for that. (laughs) Guess what? I work for free. (laughs) Uh, We're not here to negotiate, says Jack. (laughs) 
He believes he had things in hand before Picard and Riker showed up. But now that they, they were there, they might as well be useful. His mother needed medical care, and the medical pod she was in was losing power. So he hoped that their shuttle had a larger friend close by. Mm. Riker confirms that they came on the USS Titan, piloted by Shaw, uh, which was still somewhere nearby. If they could get Beverly into the shuttle, they could reach out to the Titan. Fair plan. Yeah. Except they completely fucked everybody over. <laughs> they really did. They really, really did. These these yeah. guys. These, these guys, guys. They're they're doing the hijinks. They're, they're doing, doing the hi- it is it is a little hijinky, and it's like it's it's one of those things where I like the actual politics of the plot or something I think I probably don't agree with. It's like they're putting the needs of like one I, I don't know why this this Jack Crusher is so fucking exceptional. To where, like, they're willing to literally sacrifice, like, 500 people's lives. <laughs> yeah, because, like, and I think we said it in the previous episode, um, like, there was no uh, um, discussion over the, how, like, um, sorry, <laughs> sorry there's, something, uh, there's no discussion about the, uh, the, 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 uh, the threat, the, sever- the severity of the threat. Mm-hmm. So they were, could have gone in. They were going completely blind into God knows what. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like they, they could have easily been overtaken immediately because they there was no. They didn't tell anybody what they were doing and yeah. going in completely blind to the edge of Federation space. They could have been meeting any sort of hostile mm-hmm. threat when they had no idea. And now that's proven correct because, like, now they're up against like this badass fucking claw shit. So, so it is. It is a weird thing, and it does make me like wonder why Picard took this in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. I, I almost think like you know, at least the old Picard would have like taken this to Riker, and uh, Riker would have been like, I mean, can we even trust that it's Beverly? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and mean- then and then like looked at it and been like. This is something the Borg did. This could be a deep fake from the Borg. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. And then we need to include Starfleet. And then, you know, like, there's so many yeah. ways this could have gone. And it's weird that Picard just, like, blindly accepted this mission and made probably the worst plan of all time to get it done. Absolutely. Uh. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, as we see, yeah, I mean... <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's why I kind of like that, you know, we get in this episode... Um, some real talking down. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. Some we'll real, some that. real, some real talk. Some much needed real talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that we got a new chef. <laughs> we got a new <laughs> chef in the kitchen. We got a new chef in the kitchen. We got we got a man who making all the recipe now. <laughs> we got cooked this one. We got cooked this one. I'm like a crawl dad. <laughs> we yes, yeah, so at least somebody starts making sense. Which is, it's really nice. It's like it's it's it's, it's very it's 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 very it's, it's very relieving. And very yeah, 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 yeah. So um, meanwhile, back on the Titan A which is holding position on the Federation side of the border. Uh, and since Sidney LaForge detects faint power readings near the Elios position, Commander Hansen orders a diagnostic scan and Lieutenant Tavine detects photonic signatures along the energy uh, she does not recognize before confirming it was a ship. Mm. Captain Shaw consults the readings himself, seeing its weapons capability and asks if it has entered Federation space yet, which it is not. Yeah, he's 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 making a good decision there. Like, we can't engage with this cautious. He's cautious, and also like that it's not in our 
he's also like a space lawyer. He's like, no, that's not legal for yeah. us to do. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Like, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to create a, a galactic in- incident if I cross over into their space and mm-hmm. intervene. Yeah. Like that could, that could have, I mean, that's, that's one thing that you see a lot in Trek where this, this discussion comes up a lot where, you know, the, the legality or just like the ethics of, of doing something that they know is right, mm-hmm. but they don't really have any sort of like say to really so, interject at that. I, I mean, it's the exact same thing with uh, discovery season one. It's like yeah. putting the needs of like a couple people over like kind of the entire galaxy. Yeah. And it's kind of fuck, fucking fucked. Cause even, yeah. Cause like even, yeah, like the lives of everyone on, on the Titan, they're mm-hmm. at risk. But then again, that means so is everyone in the Federation. Mm-hmm. Because then, like, okay, well, we 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 were under it, you know, the the hostile the hostile threat or whatever can say like Federation uh, intervened in our space, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 waged war against us. Now we wage war against the Federation. Yeah, like what, what you know, it's like what what Picard and Riker are doing. <laughs> if they're doing it in any f- official capacity, it's straight up illegal. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's goofy shit. So, so I'm kind of wondering if like if that's also why Beverly was also outside of the Federation space because what, what she's doing is illegal. Yeah, because wondering mm-hmm. how what how legal it is uh, for uh, Jack's creation. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. <laughs> so LaForge reports the ship is remaining just on the edge of space, uh, Federation space, along the nebula. Hansen realizes they're going for Picard and thinks they can intercept if they go quickly, asking LaForge how long it would take. To their shock, Shaw belays that order when Hansen points out, I'm sorry, uh, seven. Um, <laughs> I should, I should, they keep referring to her as Hansen. Mm-hmm. But that's dead naming, and I need to not do that. It's not okay. Uh, <laughs> when seven points out that Picard and Riker were out there and emphasizes their ranks is Captain Riker and Admiral Picard. I'm like, ugh. Shaw- yeah, I, I hated that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shaw retorts by emphasizing her own rank compared to his <laughs> uh, before pointing out that the Titan was an exploration vessel and would be immediately outgunned by an unknown enemy. Yeah. And that he would not risk the ship of his 500 crew members for Riker and Picard, who he dismisses as relics. Yeah. Who, who think. Um, their uh, decorations for service make them golden boys, yes. which I was just like, "Damn, yeah." I you're, mean, yeah, you're right. I like like Riker still charms me, but you're you're right. You're not yeah. wrong, guy. And, and yeah, the Federation is bigger than the people that are in it. Uh-huh. It's 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 more than just like ha- it's you know these 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 you know great men. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the it's a set of ideals, and it's like you know, okay, well, you know. And that's the that's what everyone who's joined Starfleet signs up for. It's like they can sacrifice themselves or die at any time, mm-hmm. and you know, especially if they're doing dumb shit, right. <laughs> doing dumb hijink shit, right? Because he's, he's <laughs> and that's the thing is like this is so the antithesis of like Picard in the you don't deserve to wear that uniform kind yeah. of thing. Because he's like he's not standing for the ideals of Starfleet because he's not literally playing by the rules of Starfleet at all. Yeah, this is all just like it's all just a rescue uh a rescue mission for his like his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, in <laughs> like and it's taken because they're outside of Federation space and he's kind of acting in a f- official capacity by taking like Starfleet shit mm-hmm. to do what he wants. Yeah. Like 
you know, he's he's you know breaking the laws of Starfleet. Yeah. Like, he's breaking all their fucking rules and like yeah. not standing. He doesn't deserve to wear that uniform doing mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah, but exactly. he's wearing that uniform, and so is Riker. Yeah, right. They're trying to pull rank, even though they they can't. Like and, this and, ain't a mission. And seven was too. Yeah, just trying to shame Shaw. I, I love that part. <laughs> no, but he comes right back. You know what he tells her next? What's it's he tell her? Fucking amazing. He says, "They dug their grave." They took you with them, which is right. <laughs> He's fucking right. It's true. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, they she, did a dumbass thing and like and she seven and like, roped her into it. I mean, well, she decided on her own to yeah. fucking go along with it because she's dumb. Yeah. Um, but then we're going to find out we're all wrong because Jack is the most special boy in the universe. And, oh, and, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be space Jesus, obviously. Like, yeah. He's, he's going to have, like, the blood that, like, cures everybody of yeah. all diseases <laughs> and also makes uh, cures people of drug addiction, too. So, Rafi never has to do drugs oh my again. God. That. That's a prediction <laughs> right there. His, his blood is going to cure drugs. I can see that. Yeah, he squeezes it into her mouth. <laughs> no, you have to. You, they have to do vampire shit. Oh yeah. So it's like Queen of the Damned. Yeah. 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 I mean, now that Ooh. that's 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 a place they could take the Raffi plot where I'd be like, now I get the aesthetic. Oh. Now I get what they were doing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I misinterpreted what you were trying. Oh yeah. They on the rave planet they can have sprinklers that ha- that that sprinkle blood on everyone. Like Blade. By Blade. Like Blade. <laughs> so Queen of the Damned. <laughs> Blade, <laughs> Raffi. That's what I'm saying. As long mm. as they, as long as they wrap up Raffi's whole thing with space vampires, yeah, I think I'm on board. Yeah, and blood sprinklers. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like maybe like kind of like blood water sports to where like some guy with like a bunch of kidney stones just pissing blood. <laughs> <laughs> he, sho- he shoves a long needle down his dick hole and starts <laughs> spinning. Ah, ah. It's like Antichrist. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't need to be reminded of that movie today. Sorry. I was I was gonna masturbate later. Oh, not now. No, not to not this week. No, not no. this week, Satan. <laughs> just Matt, just keep. Replaying that, that the blood, the ejaculating blood hand job oh, in your head. Ever again. Sick, <laughs> very sick. Don't don't watch that film, folks. Like Lars von Trier is a visionary, but his vision is wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, it's a visionary, but we're not saying that's a good vision. <laughs> no, no I, I watch his stuff and I'm like, yuck, like or like ah, that's sad, or yeah. People suck. Like it's it's all he makes films about like people at their worst mm-hmm. and with the world ending. And I'm like, no. Nah. I watched uh, Antichrist and Serbian film right after another on the same day. The Serbian film is honestly, in my opinion, tame compared to Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Antichrist because like oh uh, that last scene made me really sad. Yeah, dude, yeah. The last <laughs> scene of Serbian film is like the most nihilistic thing ever. Yeah, I end up just like afterwards just watching. Um, uh, a marathon of the Tyra Banks show. <laughs> like, Honestly, like, that's way more horrifying. I was, I was just completely numb afterwards. I was just like, I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna like watch this, but not really yeah. watch it. She's just like, like thousand yards, thousand like, yards. Today on Tyra, I'm a homeless white woman. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not Tyra. And she puts on like 300 pounds of makeup, and you're like, no, you're not Tyra. <laughs> yeah. Like she puts on like fucking like Babylon five levels of makeup. Up and it's incredible. She looks like a creature on Farscape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> like no one was no one, everyone was treating me like I was like really weird. It's just like, like what? yeah, because you look like a fucking weird alien person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't look you don't look human and, at all. And like the people who do, don't think you look like that know you're Tyra Banks. Like, <laughs> she looks like Carl Havoc from I think you should leave. <laughs> yeah, I have too much shit on me. Get this fucking shit I rip the fucking head off. <laughs> um. I don't think I want to be around anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of not wanting to be around anymore, um, uh, Seven holds her ground, staring down Shaw, and Shaw emphatically dismisses her again. Uh, without another word, she leaves. The unknown ship continues to circle the Elios, uh, leaving Jack wondering why it didn't hail them yet. He tells Picard in Riker that they have to go and calls Picard captain, and then he corrects himself to Admiral. Mm. Mm, could be, could be <laughs> the the clone, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Could be a clone. <coughs> so Jack shoots back and uh, says that history remembered him uh, with one less pip. Which, interesting. So mm. apparently, like in the history books, everyone just still refers to him as Captain Picard. It's an interesting thing to say. That, I think that's what they were trying to say with yeah. that line, which is an interesting idea mm. that like someone can like retire as an admiral, but like he's only ever remembered as a captain. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, because he probably didn't have much of an admiral career. Yeah, I think that's kind of the implication. So, yeah, uh, Jack uh, preps his mother's medical pod for transport to the shuttle. Watching him head to the docking bay, Riker wonders to Picard about Jack being Beverly's son, and pointedly adds that there was something familiar about him. Just then, the unknown ship fires a spread of photon torpedoes at them, uh, and the blast throws Jack back onto the bridge. Picard sees the medical pad is losing power, and Beverly's life signs are beginning to fade. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That'd be crazy if they just killed off Crusher right here. That would be sick, actually. Honestly. <laughs> I'm okay. Like, honestly, if they kill off every single member of the cast by the end of the season, I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. And if they kill off every member of the cast, mm-hmm. or even all but one, I will review also not just the first ye- season of Young Sheldon, the first season of Big Bang Theory. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I think I... I don't know. I think you're agreeing to things, not realizing. <laughs> like, no, I'm, 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 I'm waging they're not going to do anything that cool. No, I, I, mean, I sincerely don't believe they'll they'll do anything that cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, my my theory is they mm-hmm. will be kill off Picard, but even still, I feel they had to come to that mm-hmm. through tons of pleading. Yeah, I'm sure Patrick Stewart was just like, "No, I can do this until forever, another ten years. I can play Picard. <laughs> I can play the Gate to Forever, <laughs> yeah. the Guardian of he's, he's British, right?" Put me in, coach. I can do it. I'm. I'm not a mummy. <laughs> just, just, just free. Put me. Put me in the transport buffer and bring me out whenever you need me to do another season. I've seen the episodes. I know it will work fine. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, but they need to kill off not just Picard, but yeah, they need to kill them. off e- either. So I could see them leaving Deanna or mm. Riker. Yeah, I mean, someone to raise the kid. Worf, I, I, Worf I think, would die. Yeah, Worf should definitely die. Picard should definitely die. 
Maybe it'd be kind of cool if they killed Riker, but I like Riker a lot, yeah. so maybe not. Riker is definitely like one of the they, one of the one of the bright they, spots of this. They had better not touch a precious fucking hair on Captain Shaw's head. No, they shouldn't. Or I will come for blood. No, yeah, I will. I'm, I will actually no. I will not come for blood. I'm sorry. I will come blood. I'm fully Shaw pilled at this point. So. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> I am Shaw pilled. I am fucking Shaw wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, totally Shaw core, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, Shaw. Shaw's my boy. Shaw's our boy. Shaw's our boy. I, I think we might be renaming the shit Shaw Trek because. Yeah. He's the first thing I've liked in Star Trek. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, I, I like other things, but, you know, like, a lot of things I like about Strange New Worlds are, like, familiar mm-hmm. things and, like, characters who I've liked before mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, But Captain Shaw is something new, and at first I was like, <clears throat> he's kind of, I mean, needlessly mean. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, like, settling into it, and I'm like, yeah, he's kind of needlessly mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why am I hard right <laughs> now? Yeah, <it's> a, <laughs> Uh, is Shaw daddy? <laughs> yeah, I think Shaw is daddy. I think Shaw might be daddy. Yeah. Well, um, so uh, just then an unknown ship, uh, uh, so uh, that happened. Okay, so Picard Wardley seeks the med- sees the medical pad and Beverly's light signs are fading. Adding to their problem, Jack tells them that they need a change of plan is the attack has destroyed the shuttle, so they're now trapped. Uh-oh. Big, big fucked. Big fucked here. So, up until now, like, they could have just, like, lived and died on their own plan and made their own thing. But now everyone's kind of dragged it. Yeah. We'll see that, though. So, but before that, we're going to get dragged into the B-plot of this um, season. <clears throat> Which I've renamed the F-plot because that's <laughs> the grade I give it so far. That is that is the appropriate because it's... It's so it's it's over it's too familiar. It's like a th- it's a thing we've seen a thousand times before. It's, it is it is a trope of a storyline. Yeah, it's just every undercover undercover cop story. Undercover had, cop uh, in and out of drugs because mm-hmm. they either did it undercover, or they used to do it. They got they got a family they're trying to reconnect with, and like if they just if they they they're addicted to work and if they just get this they just do the right one right thing they can get getting good with their you know their spouse their 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 son their granddaughter whatever there's gonna be that that they're gonna get that redemption arc after a lifetime of fuck-ups and like being a goddamn deadbeat and i'm like (laughs) why do they have to make raffi a deadbeat parent like of all the people like literally literally Worf is a deadbeat parent they could talk about that (laughs) They could go down that road with Worf yeah. because they've got many episodes about how, but they like they kind of gloss over that <laughs> whole thing and in most of like until like DS Nine and then they have basically an episode where he's like, "Hi, Dad, I'm gonna die." And he's like, "What? What the fuck?" It's, yeah, um, yeah. We well, I guess that makes sense, you know, for you know later revelations. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, whenever whenever it's Raffi's thing because they're. It was starting to get me, like the the Picard, like Picard season three. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's roping me in with the shawl, with the uh, with you know some of the intrigue that's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, like the uh, Picard isn't written awful like he was in the previous two seasons. He's not yeah. a rambling, dotering idiot. And 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 when he is, like, there is a character there to tell him that he is. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey people don't just accept that he sucks. <laughs> that's weird. But then we got to just fucking like deal with. This this awful, as you said, F plot of just like, you know, the 
terrorism 24 undercover cop bullshit that's yeah. just, that's just like so fucking boring because it's been done so many times mm-hmm. but who knows maybe it could change at some point you know it's still early in the game indeed it still is so on motless prime named after terry metallis which uh so a correction since the last episode this is actually not the first time we've saw, seen motless prime mm. It was actually, uh, I think, called actually Matalis Prime. There was, uh, because he was a production assistant on Enterprise, mm. and so they named some planet after him in one episode. Oh. And so he, but he's reusing that, and I don't like that he's reusing that. No, and <laughs> because, so it, especially because he, he's directing and writing the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have made it any other planet, and he's like, no, make it, make it my planet. Because that's a fun, that's a fun reference mm-hmm. to Enterprise. I'm like, the only reason you think it's a fun reference to Enterprise is because it's not your fucking name. You don't make any other en- references to Enterprise that no. I've ever seen, Terry, <laughs> except for your goddamn name, Terry. Yeah, why don't we have any sort of Scott Bakula in this? Week? Yeah, right. Fucking make it Bakula Prime. That Bacula would Prime. that would suck my dick oh. and make me come. Well, maybe they'll name this the Space Vampires Baculas. <laughs> 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 Dude, dude, you have no idea how hard I am right now. I'm so glad I'm wearing sweatpants or otherwise I would be chafing later. Watch out, it's the baculas. <laughs> but I'm glad we confirmed what planet it was because I was unsure of what planet the terrorism actually so, happened So the on. terrorism happened on Motless Prime, I okay. believe. And that's, maybe that's why they had telephone poles and shit. <laughs> yeah. There's I like, some backwater-ass planet who the, still has, like, DSL internet. Yeah, <laughs> the telephone poles were so fucking annoying to me. It's like, come on. Yeah. You could you know Photoshop those out. Like, you, 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 you literally have Tamarian drugs. Drugs you can only call, like... Uh, uh, mind when that shit exploded, like yeah, fucking you still yeah you you have to have thought up cooler things in telephones. Oh wait, and so the and so the um the terrorism happened on the rave planet. That that is Motless Prime, right? Okay, I believe oh, it so. Is? I think all everything that Raffi's doing has all taken place on the same planet. Okay, so the rave planet's the same planet. I think so. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's just like it, it's inconsistent because. There's scenes where it's like obviously rave planet, mm-hmm. and then the one sh- where she was flying, it was like not obviously a rave planet. It looked like Rio de Janeiro or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Which like, I guess, like when you looked- think about it, maybe Rio is a rave city planet. Yeah, I, mean, I, we, I don't know. I've never why, been there. That's why I don't like. It seems how unsafe. We, the only time we saw the terrorism was from like up in the air, from a, an aerial shot. Mm-hmm. So we didn't actually get to see like anything that was actually happening on the surface. Yeah, and. Um, and yeah, it, it's getting consistent because then when we see when we go down to the rave planet, like mm-hmm. everyone's still raving. Yeah, like everyone's still raving. Everyone's still having fun. It's yes. just like, wait, didn't the terrorism happen just now? <laughs> Why is that's a that's a good point. It doesn't seem to have like not everyone's talk. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. I don't think in this plot, like the only people who are talking about the terrorist attack, I think, really are like her and her handler, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I guess she is talking about it with the weapon and stuff like mm-hmm. existentially you know but it makes sense why like you know um the titan why, why the a plot's not hasn't heard back because they're in the nebula and they're not getting any sort of long-range communications right of any right kind. so so that's why they can't react to it or anything mm-hmm. so yeah we just have to see this all played out through raffi's eyes which is right really and, and once again like i don't i don't like i don't like it when we have like an intelligence officer who's like gathering all this intelligence and knows all this stuff and their handler won't give them any context. Yeah. 
Because that makes me think they're like up to very nefarious things. Yeah. And that's like what the CIA does and shit. Yeah. And so like I don't I don't like that. Um, also, yeah, I mean, and, it, and it's not in Starfleet's way to be like so like clandestine and like fucking secretive about everything. Yeah. Uh, Unless it's Section Thirty One, which exactly. is which, which with all the new guys are obsessed with, like they think Section Thirty One is the coolest fucking thing. Which is, I th- think, an extension of. I mean, it goes back to J.J. Abrams and where J.J. Abrams came from. Yeah, like most people don't know this. So, so you know, um, obviously, this whole Star Trek universe is being run by Alex Kurtzman. So he yeah. chooses all the showrunners. He dictates everything basically, top down. Uh, he got the Star Trek universe because he was a co-producer on the Kelvin universe films with J.J. Abrams mm. and like a co-writer on, I think, one or two of them. Okay. And so uh, he has he has some bona fides there. Uh, so, but he got his big break from J.J. Abrams. Mm. Where J.J. Abrams started out on, basically, like his first big project was Alias, mm. uh, which was a spy show. That's a Jennifer Garner one, right? I think so, yeah. It's a spy show that is literally co-written by the CIA. J.J. <laughs> Abrams has gone on record in interviews saying that he hired a CIA consultant to be in the writer's room. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, like, for, like expert knowledge and shit, which is like, poo, they're wow. Like, they're wow. Like, they start to include some stuff that the CIA doesn't agree with, and mm-hmm. then like the guy unscrews a, th- a little knob on his watch and takes out a piano wire. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, no one's making it out of this writer's room alive. Time for a writer's strike. Yeah, they start talking. They start talking about something. The guy just like wordlessly just takes out a gun, starts screwing. (laughs) Or maybe we could just admit that you know, (laughs) the CIA is always nice and always acts within the law. (laughs) Weird. We ended up with the uh, screenplay to Argo. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that happen? Oh well. Thanks, thanks. The other writing guy never has never didn't say a single word during the entire writing of the alias. All he did was like screw and silencer. <laughs> they start writing well again. He unscrews it. Yeah, he's like, okay, okay. So anyway, to the F plot. Sorry, we got to do this. We can't keep making jokes. Yeah, yeah. In Mollus Prime, Rafi listens to the Federation newscast of the attack on Starfleet Recruiting Center. The media attributes the attack to Lurak Tuluco, which I just got to point out, that's Tuco. That's Tuco. Yeah, from, Tuco, yeah. From um, Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> It'd be funny if his name was like, like, um, El, El Harvey <laughs> Oswald or something like that. Like just like a Lee Harvey Oswald thing. Yeah, like big with Patsy. I like how you made Lee Harvey Oswald's Mexican for some reason. <laughs> like his Mexico, City, his Mexico City period. Yeah. yeah when he was down yeah. there working for the CIA. That's true, yeah. Uh, so uh, Lurak Toluco is leader of a Romulan rebel faction. Mm. So it's just terrorism. Random terrorism. Why would the Romulans... Be doing like a random terrorism on a Starfleet recruiting? That's super weird. Yeah, and, and also... Like, like when the Romulans acted, like they always seemed to act within, act, like when they did like their clandestine evil spycraft, mm-hmm. like terrorism stuff. It was always, it's always within, like sponsored by the Romulan Empire. Like I mean, the Romulan Empire doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, though, right? it doesn't. Yeah, Actually. so he's just he's just acting with, acting alone now. I guess so. 
Guess they just got rebels, dog. Now they're so. just being really stupid and obvious with it. Yes. Or he's just being, or he's being an obvious patsy. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> so frustrated, uh, Rafi opens a secure channel to her unknown handler at Starfleet Intelligence. She reminds them that she had been sent undercover to try and stop the use of the quantum tunneling weapon stolen from the Daystrom Institute facility. But she had failed, and 117 people so far are confirmed dead from the attack on the recruitment center. Which is such a wildly low number for... Because, like, that's a, that's another reason, like... It yeah, was, that, that thing was like a soccer stadium. Like, Yeah, like, like, I, like, I think we both assumed it had to be at least, like, 10,000. I mean, it was it was like a recruiting center. I assume something maybe like the Pentagon. Mm. Not, not that many people <laughs> died at the Pentagon when that, that plane hit, right? No. I mean, if, well, if a plane hit. Because, or, you know, they had prior knowledge. <laughs> S- some might say. Some might say. But, like, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it just seemed like it was too large a structure to just have that little desk. But, you know, I, you know, good on them keeping it low because I still felt like just having, like, a terrorist attack with a bunch of dead people I think is just, like, really weird. It's very, like... Very post nine eleven, very like twenty four. Yeah, to just like do the random terrorist attack plotline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't love the terrorism threat thing. It got super played out, and I don't know if it really, <laughs> really like belongs so much in Star Trek. Like, I mean, I guess Shinzon technically was a terrorist, but it was like mm-hmm. a much more political angle. Yeah, he did it for uh, political. Uh, uh, um, power. Yeah, and I, but but also his whole thing was super fucking convoluted because he was like, fuck yeah. the Romulans and he's like, but also fuck the Federation and Picard's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, no, but mostly fuck Picard and he's like, wait, double what? I don't understand <laughs> your yeah, and so yeah, he, his he, motive sucked and that's why that movie sucked. Yeah, his, yeah it, it, it sucked too much for having like built such a massive ship in secret and it's just like right. they have like zero plan to back it. To, to right, right. It. The, the only thing they ever thought about was building the ship and he's like, <laughs> And and, and and then we uh, blow them all up. <laughs> okay, that's that's, uh, that's the plan. We just and blow them all. And up. then all the baculas on his plant on his ship are like, okay, yeah, go. Uh, don't don't say that name. <laughs> you know what it does to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> gets me horny. People. Yeah, yeah. We we love Daddy Bacula. <laughs> so does rock. Uh, Rafi's handler handler uh, excoriates her for uh, to. Oh, sorry, admonishes her not to uh, seek blame or anger. Very zen. Yeah, very zen. Uh, Raffi intends to keep digging to find out who's responsible, but the handler replies that Starfleet Command has ended the investigation. <coughs> Which is weird and suspicious. Yeah. Um, but he says a suspect has been identified. I was expecting it to be like, you, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, like, that would have been or cool like, if or, they blamed it all on Raffi and yeah. just like sent her to jail, and that was the end of her plot line. Yeah, because that's what I thought was, was yeah going where it was just gonna, like they were setting her her up to be the patsy. Yeah, like it was like setting you know putting Lee Harvey Oswald in the book depository type thing. Yeah, and like and uh, Lee Lee Raffi uh, <coughs> mus mus musketer. Yeah, musketer. Yeah, musketeer. Mus- musketeer. But but it makes sense because like what were they doing? What was what was this handler doing? They were. Setting her up to be to be possibly photographed or with like CD underworld uh, people. True. And <laughs> look at this photograph. <laughs> asking about the red lady, making a bunch of making a bunch of searches about the red lady, like mm-hmm. um, and 
So that that was that's odd, and then putting her also at the scene of the terrorist of the terrorist attack, where sure. she was like she was right there. Mm-hmm. So she so, was like flying overhead, and then <laughs> yeah. she just leaves the airspace, and no one asks anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just, that's why I was just like, okay, they're obviously set. It seems like they're obviously setting her up, but that's not what happens. <laughs> it, it does because like the timing is like way too perfect. Like, how could she possibly be flying there to warn them at the exact same moment they're blowing that building up, and she doesn't get caught up in any of it? Yeah, she's just like, a, you know, like in sight. Yeah, no, no one, no one was just like, hey, there's a ship right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what it makes you ask. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> things that make you go things that make you go, uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I have to switch back i'm sorry sorry sorry, okay. sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh anyway so um <clears throat> um Rafi is incredulous that they would believe someone like Latuko, who had never made it to anyone's most wanted list, could somehow breach an ultra-secure Daystrom off-site facility and take such a weapon. She thinks Toluco probably bought it on the black market and was not the one who stole it, and a Ferengi crime lord named Sneed claimed he brokered a sale between Toluco and an anonymous seller. Oh, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a Hook's little guy from, <laughs> from Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah. Sneed. <laughs> Sneed. Um, so, <laughs> Alexa, stop. Computer, stop. That's weird. <laughs> that was weird. I need to unplug that thing. Yeah, was it? I don't want to say the. I don't want to say the numbers, but was it calling? <laughs> it sounded like it. That was weird. That was weird. That'd be that'd be a bad if we got <laughs> swatted on the podcast <laughs> or something. <laughs> what are you two doing? Ah, don't you? <laughs> T- talking about uh, Star Trek in a communist way? Shoot him! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rafi intends to question Sneed, but her handler repeats that Starfleet Command has ended the investigation and orders her to disengage. Uh, when she again points out that 117 people are dead, the handler warns that it would be 118 if she had continued and tells her not to engage. Rafi angrily asks why her handler is hamstringing her and demands a face-to-face meeting, which is quickly denied. Making up her own mind, Rafi feels she needs to speak for the dead and leaves the question uh, ne- leaves to go question Sneed herself. Which is directly not following orders. There's a <laughs> lot of like people just completely disobeying orders here and yeah. just like Starfleet doesn't I mean Starfleet has rules for reasons, and that's why, like, you know, they follow them. Yeah, it's funny that she's just, like, jumping directly into something, because who knows? Like, she's play- she had a part she needed to play. Oh, she's Jack Bauer. And she's, she, yeah, she, she, oh, she, you know what she is? She's Black Bauer. Oh. Yeah, she's <laughs> black female Bauer. Um, and so it's, like, updated for sci-fi, so they can... Mm. It's not Kiefer Sutherland now. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's a vampire, he could have been a space vampire. That would have been sick oh, as hell, yeah, right? yeah. He, he'll give me a bacula still. Oh, man, that'd be so fucking cool. <laughs> um, so, back aboard the Titan. Thank God we're back. Uh, Thank the Lord. Seven confronts Shaw in his ready room, and uh, the captain wondering if he could confine her to quarters. Seven reports that Lieutenant Mura detected weapon fi- weapons fire, likely at Picard's shuttle, and reminds him that the shuttle was unarmed. Shaw dismissively replies he would put that in his report to Starfleet and asks if 
7 assisted Riker and Picard in commanda- uh, commandeering, quote, his shuttle. She attempts to evade by ask, uh, saying they were perfectly capable of finding the shuttle bay on their own, but Shaw dismisses this as bullshit. Deciding to play to his ego, Seven tells him that he could either be the hero who saved two heroes, or, or sorry, the hero who saved two legends, or the captain who sat by and allowed two legends to die. Uh, it's your call, she adds, ending with a grudging sir before she leaves. Now, this is some manipulative bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't like Seven doing this. It's like, yeah, you could break uh, Federation law, cause a a galactic incident by trying to save these, you know, two guys. They're and just, ma- and they're maybe just people. yeah, and maybe kill five hundred of your own crew, yeah. or not. Yeah, I I would always go with the first option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, like, yeah, and, and she's being so, and so contemptible to him, <laughs> like just yeah. being like, being being like, uh, for one, also calling him a coward. <laughs> yeah, it's it's manipulative. It, she what she's doing fucking sucks. Yeah, shame on you, Seven. Don't do that. Yes. So meanwhile, um, back on, uh, I guess the sub A plot back on the Elios, uh, Jack sums up the situation. They have no visuals. And their escape uh, means of escape have been destroyed via the shuttle, and no help is coming. Riker asks if they've attempted c- to communicate with anybody. Jack sarcastically thinks surrender is indeed an option, and thinks of offering Picard and Riker to them. Meanwhile, Picard is setting up devices around the bridge as Jack wonders if the legendary admiral has any ideas. Picard replies he's not strategizing, but instead safeguarding. When Jack asks from what, a transporter beam attempts to take him out, but Picard activates the devices just in time. Transport inhibitors. (laughs) I mean, this is, like, way too... I don't know. Like, they they should have tried that earlier, maybe, when they first got there. Like, damn, also these, like, these transporter inhibitors, why don't we just have those on every ship working it all the time? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) Like, what what an amazing invention. Like, yeah, imagine if those were just, like, built into every single ship. Yeah, and we're we're always on until we specifically turned them off and turned on our transporter. That'd be crazy if we had a good redundancy like that. That's a very (laughs) good point. That's a wonderful point, Pat. Thanks for pointing that out. I didn't think about that before. Uh, That takes this episode down of half a point. Maybe (laughs) I won't have to do Young Sheldon after all. Thank God. What if what if I'd have to do y- not Young Sheldon, but I did have to do Big Bang Theory? If they somehow killed off the entire cast mm. and still fucked it up, I can't see that happening. Because like, if they're killing off the entire cast, they're doing something so brave and unexpected that like I'm gonna give them a lot of credit just on that alone. Mm. But I don't expect them to do that because no, you know they gotta ride off into the sunset with maybe one of them dead. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we, we, we're definitely going to see a Picard. So, yeah, if Picard dies, you probably... Picard's already died, though. You probably you can't count that if, if it does happen. We need we need all the other ones. We need the other ones dead. But I don't think they're going to kill Jordy though. If they oh, break. they're definitely not going to kill Jordy. Uh They won't kill Troy. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll kill Crusher. I don't think they'll kill Riker, either. No. Uh, I mean, yeah. My, my, my top death list is definitely going to be, I think, Picard, Worf... Mm-hmm. Maybe Crusher in that order. Yeah, I think. Cru- yeah, I mean, I do think Crusher, but yeah, that's around what my death, my death, uh, yeah, death pool. Is. I don't, I don't expect anyone else in the main cast to yeah. uh, be offed, yeah. especially not Seven. They're not going to kill Seven. 
No, 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 no. Good call that right here. I, that, I was afraid that they were going to just kill off Shaw and make Seven like the, no. the, the captain of they Titan. Bet, if they do, whew. But now I'm hoping. Uh, now I'm hoping for like, yeah, I think like the, the just a spinoff called Shaw Trek. The the redemption of Shaw though will be like Shaw will be like, thank you, what Seven you? of Nine. Yeah, because that's the only thing he does I don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the dead naming has to the go. The dead shot. naming is just like a kick in the dog thing for us to not like him initially. Yeah, exactly. For us, yeah, yeah, it's a kick in the dog. It's like stealing candy from a child in the first scene. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, and him like, like. He's doing it for no good reason, really. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it, the weird thing is, too, is like they wrote him in the first scene, we see him, he insults Jazz, and they expected that to make him unlikable. Everyone I know hates jazz. No one fucking <laughs> likes jazz. Yeah, I like I, I, I'm the only person who ever likes jazz when I'm listening to jazz. Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, jazz. Yeah. The fi- okay, yeah. Fine. Find a jazz fan. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> find a find a jazz fan and challenge. Uh, impossible. Oh, or unless it's like, unless like if you went down to like some like dad bar and then you would see like they they like the they like the uh, the white guy rooting tooting jazz. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's a Steely Dan fan, which is yeah. different from a jazz fan, I'd yeah. say. I'm both. <laughs> <sighs> or no, that's the blues. That's the blues. That's the blues. That's the blues. Yeah. But go down to a blue bar. Yeah. <laughs> go down to Louisiana. Go down to a blue bar there. Go find yourself a dad. <laughs> we got we got a bunch of dad in the house tonight. What we doing, dad? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, we've been mowing the lawn lately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gonna go get them uh, tires rotated, get your alignment fixed. Yeah, going down to Home Depot. We prefer Lowe's. That's right, you my dad's. My dad. You my dad's. Um, all right, this is a dad cast now. The dad cast. It's a dad cast, everybody. We're By two people who aren't dads. Did be a shower trick, the dad cast. We're just, we're just dad appreciators. They call me Louisiana Jim. <laughs> and this you, Pat. How you doing now? Going to buy you. <laughs> he's, he's crocodile Pat. Crocodile Pat. Crocodile Pat. Wait, I think it's alligators, right? I don't think they have crocodiles. Yeah, alligator Pat. Alligator Pat. Gator Pat. <laughs> gator Pat. <laughs> That's Pat. What I'm I like gator Pat. That's a good uh, picture for Patty Gator. <laughs> Patty Gator. <laughs> Patty Gator. There we go. It's uh, my new name. I'm gonna use online. Uh, Patty Gator. I'm writing that. Uh, <laughs> Patty Gator. Um, neat. That's a word, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it confirms the unknown enemy. Once. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, the transport inhibitors uh, fired just then, which confirms that the unknown enemy just wants Jack himself alive, and if they can't take him out, they'll come in and take him themselves. As if in confirmation, the gravimetric lock suddenly activates. Riker has Jack toss him a plasma charge, and he goes, Hey, kid! Uh, which I uh, honestly like made me come. Like, yeah. It's like, Riker calling people kid? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Because oh, yeah. Jonathan Frakes like going, kid! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! yeah. Uh, it's just a good feeling. He's got good dad energy. Such good dad energy. Such mm-hmm. positive, like... I'm sure he's a dad, right? Yeah. I bet he's a great dad. Yeah, he wouldn't yell at you if you're like, you holding the flashlight... And your hand started shaking, or no. you weren't flash putting the flashlight in the wrong area on, on a car, and then no. like you, 
like Riker wouldn't yell at you. No, no, no. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, just a little to the left." No, 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 not even that. No, you know what? He's he's such positive energy. He would be wearing a headlamp in the first place. Oh, true. And, and give you a flashlight just so you oh. could like be helpful. Just watch and learn. Yeah, just watch and learn and be helpful because that's that's good. That's good Riker energy. It's great. It's he thinks he thinks beyond being just like a good dad. He mm-hmm. thinks about being a great dad. Oh my. I fucking love I fucking love Jonathan Frakes folks like straight up I, I went on a thing I mean I, I obviously look up a lot of stock photos yeah. of, of Star Trek actors and their characters mm-hmm. and stuff for memes and things it is hard to find a photo of like Jonathan Frakes in public with people where he's not making people smile yeah he's cheesing yeah he's he's just always like uh charming yeah. he's he's ultimate Chad ultimate Chad Real, real Sigma energy there. He's the original Sigma male. Hells yeah. You can take care of leave. He, he doesn't need. He doesn't need your holes, mm-hmm. but he will take them if you offer them. <laughs> you love that man. <laughs> he don't need to impress anybody. Mm-hmm. He don't care about no fucking capitalism. He doesn't need to be flashy. Mm-hmm. He don't need no car to get no pussy. No. No, he's he's fucking carpooling with like five hundred other people and smashing every single fucking hole along the way. It's true. That's some real that, shit. That's why he does the carpool in the first place. Because <laughs> he's, he's just in the back in the trunk getting on his funk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's Instead of saying, like, ass, gas, or grass, he just says, ass, ass, ass. Nobody writes for free. <laughs> <laughs> or ass, 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 everybody rides for free. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. Uh-huh. So he got that ass. Yeah, he's going to clear off his space on his womb broom for you. <laughs> All right. Um <clears throat> Um, so Riker has jo- Jack toss him a plasma charge, which he rolls into a nearby corridor to deal with the intruders who are also wearing those owl masks. Uh, yeah. Just as it seems, you know what that, you know what that looks like. They look like I just it just re- hit me. What's up? Did you ever watch that Price Master video? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like this video from like uh, I think uh, 2000. Mm-hmm. It's like in uh, this small town in Texas. Uh-huh. Like the, these these weird these weird uh, artist people set up a, a yard sale in their yard, uh-huh. and they just had all these random things. And then like the there was this guy called the Price Master that had a microphone. He had a weird golden mask and uh-huh. like a weird shawl. And he's like, everything is for sale. That rules. <laughs> and they'd be like, Price Master, how much is this? He's like, five. Hundred thousand dollars. It's just some piece of shit. That's cool. And like, the, and so he's just pissing off all the people that were showing up to this yard sale. That's cool. Yeah, look at cool. look at the Price Master video. It's like thirty minutes of just like of these people fucking with. Like, <laughs> that sounds like a fun prank. That's a, that's a fun harmless prank. We like that people. It was people with some women were just like, I'm just taking this. <laughs> he's like, I'm not cool. paying five hundred thousand dollars for this piece of shit. That's cool. But yeah, that's that's who they look like. They look like the Price Master. Oh yeah. So uh, just as it seems they were in a stalemate, however, the unknown ship begins pulling the Elenos in, uh, uh, sorry, the Elios in with its tractor beam. Power begins to fail all over the ship, uh, with Jack resorting to pounding the system to uh, keep his mother's medical pod active. Riker suggests diverting power to create a repulsor beam, but Jack says it's hopeless and will not work. They've been limping around for weeks, which uh, Picard knows a thing or two about with Laris. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, no, I know. I, I, 
you have a true injection? Do you have a, <laughs> can I inject it straight in my dick? No, I kind of wonder if he probably doesn't get tired with his robot body. Yeah, right? I mean, does his robot dick, is he fully functional and programmed in multiple oh. techniques? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, did they, and my question too is, did they like just like leave Picard as he was in kind of a virgin? Or like, <laughs> did they program multiple techniques into him and teach him like mm. with, with the, you know, put some pussy eating in his positronic brain. <laughs> it's like it, it does like a uh, does like a neotype scene where his eyes are closed and his like but you can see his like <laughs> eyes darting underneath his lids and he, his, his tongue inside his mouth just <laughs> hitting the cheeks and you're he, like oh his, his eyes dart up he's like I know analingus anal <laughs> <laughs> no he's uh, but but the thing is he can't stop so he's just talking to everyone. <laughs> I know Avalingus. That's right. Robot Picard's got a hunger for ass that can't be seated. <laughs> that that's what I would have liked season three to be. Oh yeah, yeah just, just Picard just, eating ass. Yeah, he just he can't stop. Like he, that's that's how they get Jordy into the into the season because like mm. since he has so much experience working with Data, like he's like yeah. trying to like keep keep Picard from eating ass. <laughs> like he's trying to reprogram him. <laughs> I mean, you know, being in like a robot body and just flying around the galaxy eating ass is not too much different from like Q's existence, right? Yeah, or Riker's. Uh, very true. <laughs> Riker's not like a robot and immortal though. No, no, I no. mean, Picard, I guess, isn't immortal because they programmed him to die yeah. when he would naturally die. Yeah, if Riker Even though he naturally died and that's why they put him into a robot body. Mm -hmm. Huh. But Riker, but see, yeah, with Riker, see, like Q, no, Q does it. He doesn't get. I don't think he get, would get the same enjoyment as Riker because Riker has a knows he has a finite time on this. On this. That's on, true, and uh, so he's got to come as much as he can, mm -hmm. which is my honestly, yeah, that's my that's my ethos too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you should like when you die, just get cremated and then have that etched on like some sort of like metal casing and then it's shot into space <laughs> Hell yeah. please please clone me and make me a new body so i can eat ass across the universe <laughs> i just wake up like a million years and like 200 light years from now yeah. on some strange planet and they're like you are the chosen one <laughs> all of our asses need to be eaten on this planet or we cannot survive and i'm like just crack my, your knuckles. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> well, time to get to work. I'm just, just bring out my lunch pail from the fucking cryogenic chamber. Put, put on some shades. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for Ooh, you. Ooh, here we go. The gay tricks. <laughs> the already, gay written, tricks. already written there for you. Um, <clears throat> that, I'm sure that porn parody has to exist. Duh. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a sh it'd be like a complete waste if it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Very. So resigned to his fate, uh, Jack tells them it was very nice to meet them to Picard and Riker. Just then, Riker detects something coming in on the sensors. Boom! The Titan, and actually a pretty cool shot, uh, imposes itself in between the unknown ship and the Elios, mm -hmm. breaking the tractor lock. Yeah. Interesting. I've actually, I don't think I've seen uh, something break a tractor lock like that. Yeah, especially right out of warp. Yeah, right? That's super interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. That, <laughs> sus, but I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah. This far in the future, maybe they figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so Shaw orders Red Alert, 
And oh, one second. Shaw orders a uh, Shaw orders red alert. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and to have Picard and Riker beamed out, Tavin detects four life signs. And Shaw quickly amends that uh, getting them all, this is annoying. It would be funny if we just kept it in for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> that, would, that would be, honestly, that'd be good post comedy, but I don't think I could do it. Just it just gets increasingly louder and And we get increasingly quieter <laughs> until the last half hour of the podcast. It's just red alert sounds. <laughs> you know what? I'm on board. Right. I think it's crazy enough to work, Jack. Let's do it. All right. So, um, <laughs> so Tavin detects four life signs on board uh, the Elios, and Shaw quickly amends that uh, getting them uh, uh, to getting them all out, uh, muttering that the Titan is basically a hotel now, anyway. Yeah. Which is actually a pretty fun line. That, yeah. Yeah. It was was I was like at first I'm like is that soy? Yeah. It's almost a little soy, but like it's no, on I character for Shaw. I like, like, I like, you know, he's saving the day, but he's still he's, also, ep- he's being an asshole about yeah, it, which, yeah, because, I, which I like. I yeah, like. because he should be an asshole about it because yeah. he's risking his entire crew's life in order to do something illegal yeah. just to save two guys' lives. It's, it's yeah. or four, four people now. I yeah. So, um, Seven orders a channel open to the Elios, telling them to prepare for transport. The alien ship that we haven't hasn't been named yet prepares to fire on them, and Seven orders Ensign's Esmar uh, orders Ensign Esmar to beam them out, but Esmar cannot get a lock on them. Picard realizes that uh, the transport inhibitors are still active. Fucking duh! You literally just did that. You literally just did that. You old demented man i know like it was so funny because it happened so soon after they had set them up like right after it was I, like they they had established it it wasn't even chekhov's gun yeah it's like it's like someone walked into a scene and it shows chekhov's gun and literally the next scene they pull it off of the fucking mantle and shoot <laughs> themselves i'm like yeah i assumed like oh there well i'm i'm guessing like since there's starfleet um uh transport inhibitors mm-hmm. maybe they're maybe like uh starfleet can they can still be used for Starfleet transporters, even if the Starfleet inhabitants are up. Mm-hmm. That's why I assume, like, and that would have been fine if they had just beamed them up, because, like, it, w- it would have, but then they're like, oh, <laughs> like, we forgot about this thing we just set up, like, five seconds ago. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's weird that they even, like, yeah, included the transport inhibitors. Like, I figured that, like, Jack Crusher would already have them on the ship. Expe- the Picard would not be the one to set them up. Especially for someone like Jack. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A fucking guy who's being hunted, like a guy who's obviously a smuggler, basically a human Ferengi, if I can be racist about it. Yeah, like someone who who runs the risk of always being transported by like any sort of authority. Yep. Like you think like that's like I feel like a smuggler's best friend. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And just, you're just you're spitballing here. Yeah, man, you know, yeah, you're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Pat's not wrong, everybody. Listen to Patty over here. Listen to Patty Gator. Hey, y- y- y'all don't need to Patty Gator now. Is your old Patty, Patty Gator y'all, now? Y'all here, Patty Gator got the, got the goods. Not nah. just not just that good black tie heroin I like to smoke, but Patty already got the good with the, with the gator meat, you know? Just you know, laying down uh, some good just, old southern wisdom from the bayou. Yeah, yeah, you good, good old feral southern gentleman over here. All right. Oh, no. Oh, someone open a window because this flower is wilting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, uh, Picard realized the inhibitors are still active and turns them off again. 
Picard, Riker, and Jack materialize in the transporter room, and the Titan security are holding phasers at them as Jack raises his immediately. Picard gently waves them all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Back to the F-plot. On Motless Prime, Raffi meets her ex-husband, Jay Huang. <laughs> That's literally his name, Jay Huang. <laughs> It's so it's also so convenient that all of all of Raffi's things are just located on one planet. That's a very good point. And <laughs> like, but but it makes me wonder maybe she took the assignment on that planet to try to reconnect with her whole family. But yeah. but why on the fuck would you go to a planet where like your family is to do a secret undercover mission? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah she's supposed to be undercover. Like yeah. she like assuming another identity of some kind. Yeah, and like what like, if someone's following her? She's just she's putting Jay and her entire family who's abandoned her here <laughs> at fucking risk. Yeah, that's all they need is like what I'm guessing is her granddaughter. They're just like the bad guys find her and just like hold a gun to her granddaughter. It'd be head. awesome if like <laughs> straight up if 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 Raffi's granddaughter is captured and killed in this season, <laughs> I will review the entire <laughs> First season of Two and a Half Men. Oh my god! <laughs> or no, not not the first season, the last season where, Char- oh. where Charlie Sheen isn't even in it. But that has Aston Kutcher, and I find him mildly charming. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I want something with Charlie Sheen to yeah. where I'm like cringing the whole time. <laughs> but you know what? It would make sense though, because as as we see, like Raffi's probably the worst undercover agent ever. She's not good, folks. She's not good because at least with other uh, these other like boilerplate undercover agent stories or undercover cop stories, mm-hmm. like okay, like like the the undercover cop you know is a fuck up. Yep. At least they're like their their fuck up works in their advantage where they're they're able to uh, ingratiate ingratiate themselves into like the into the underworld and be believable as 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 a uh, as a criminal mm-hmm. and. She is just like fucking up, but doesn't do a good job of like covering her identity also, or anything. I, I do wonder because she does mention her ex girlfriend gave her the ship, the Lost Arena, yeah, on the last season, and we know that Seven had the ship, and mm-hmm. so like, and this is also this is in the same year as the end of the last season. Is it? It's twenty four oh one, which <laughs> is apparently the year that the last season takes place—the beginning episode and the end episode. So everyone just gets into these wildly different scenarios in, yeah. less than, in like, what, six months? <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's 11 months and 20 days. <laughs> the last the last season happened at, like, January 1st. Oh, okay. And this is, like, Christmas time now. Federation uh, yeah. Day is the new Christmas time. Oh, okay? gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or maybe Federation Day is, like, on, celebrated on New Year's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. So um, this... <laughs> There, there's, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't write this fucking show, man. Yeah, so like, yeah, Seven just went from like being a ranger to being a commander of the Titan. Yeah, she, 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 yeah, she got like employed by Starfleet and given, you know, second in command of a ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and then she gave her, she apparently had a relationship with Raffi and broke up with her and gave her a starship. To go perform some kind of Starfleet secret mission with. Yes. Yeah, and she went under, and and then she was able, 
She, and, and then she and then she then she went uh, Rafi went undercover was able to get a handler and get a whole and, and establish an undercover identity mm-hmm. on another planet that just so happens where ex-husband lives. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, man. Uh, eleven months is a long period of time. I've done a lot and I've changed a lot in eleven months before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm sure. Like also, since it's the future, time just like feels like it's flying by. Just like yeah, yeah. No, everyone's just everyone just can you have you have instant transportation anywhere so everyone's just doing whatever you know what i say live fast die hung <laughs> I, I think, sticker. Did, didn't robin williams say that too <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i'm sorry that's i'm sorry that's hanged <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hanged uh, uh, oh no uh, oh, folks. Uh, so Jay mentions, Jay, um, Raffi's ex, Jay mentions that Gabe told him how she ambushed Gabriel at his baby's <laughs> doctor. So so he named his daughter after him? No, Jay and Gabe. Gabe. Is Gabe, Raffi's son? Gabe, Gabriel is Raffi's son, yes. And then he named his daughter Gabrielle. Sure. I guess. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's Gabe and Gabriel. <laughs> that's not confusing. We yeah, like that. That's not, not, not weird at all. So uh, Raffi is sh- well. That's like George and George and George. Oh, for yeah, George Foreman's kids. All the George Foreman's. All, all the Georges. Uh, apparently, he had a sitcom called George in the early oh, nineties yeah. that I'm looking for. I can't find it anywhere. Ooh. You know what else I'm looking for? Can't find anywhere. Hmm. Rob, the Rob um, Schneider mm. sitcom that only lasted for a season, mm. rightfully. Oh, I had a good one that you need to look up. Mm. Saul of the Molemen. I remember that. That was a fun show. I that love only that lasted show. for a couple seasons, but yeah, live action on uh, Adult Swim. Yeah, it was like about a guy who like somehow went underground and became trapped with a bunch of mole men. Yeah, yeah it was like, stupid as yeah, fuck. It was like, all green screen. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a Sid and Marty Croft type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. thing, that thing was nightmarish. Yeah, I should get. Yeah, good, good call. You should yeah. text that to the me. The guy, the the guy who played Saul, he's also I don't know if you ever watched Gearheart Rinky's Wanderlust. Mm, no. Oh my god. Yeah, that that show was amazing. Like it's like a it's like a fake travel show where mm. a guy goes around like uh, uh you know what i've been watching uh quick aside here uh you know what i've been watching lately that's great is a uh, kunk on earth you watch oh that? i've been wanting to watch that it's very funny i think you'd like it it's very funny is that on netflix it is yeah uh, i was thinking about getting rid of netflix i'm sorry i was thinking about getting rid of netflix you can i'll put it on my server okay yeah so uh jay mentions that gabe told him i just got her um uh kunk on britain mm. put on my server so uh, so, which was the thing right before this. So, uh, Jay mentions that Gabe told him how uh, she ambushed Gabriel at his baby's doctor. Rafi is shaken to hear that's what her son thinks of her, but adds that she wanted to see her granddaughter in person. Yeah, coming up unannounced to, like, an appointment that you're not invited to, <laughs> that's definitely an ambush, especially when you're, like, a distant, drug-addicted mother. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she gets that. And it's so weird that she is that completely unaware, but Starfleet is still like, oh yeah, let's uh, put her undercover for this uh, very secret mission to stop the terrorists from <laughs> killing hundreds of people. She can definitely be trusted I mean, with uh, this assignment. I mean, as we've seen, she is not subtle no. or like convincing it in any way. Like, I like, want the Tamarian drugs, <laughs> all of them, please. Oh. Here's all the credits that I didn't get from my employer. And you know what I am dic- addicted to more than the Tamarian drugs? information, information <laughs> about terrorist attacks i would love the information i will pay any price for this information there's not enough time <laughs> not enough time damn it not enough time 
I gotta get that. I keep I keep forgetting. Sorry, I'll, I'll have that by the next episode. Yeah, yeah. If it keeps doing this, I mean, if we're me. gonna if we're gonna have twenty four Raffi, like, yeah. then you definitely need it. Yeah. Oh God, it'd be. We should do a Raffi mix up, like. Uh, fucking baby beluga, beep 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 beep, baby beluga, beep 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 beep. Is the water warm? Is your mother home with you? So happy, we're gonna waterboard you. <laughs> you can't waterboard a whale. Actually, you could, I guess. Yeah, you could. Yeah, they they have blowholes. Well, it's twenty four, so she's gonna waterboard somebody. Yeah, like do some torture. Hey, girl, <laughs> nice dick. You want to waterboard my blowhole? <laughs> uh, so Jay asks if Raffi is keeping clean, and she confirms that she is and is back with Starfleet because she wants to be. Indeed, she has to be. Yeah, just talking very loudly in public and around like the around the um, the the rave where she's supposed to be undercover about how she's in Starfleet. Very genius stuff. Yeah, I love how Starfleet has like lower standards than like a fucking local police department. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that one video of like uh, a guy that's obviously like an undercover cop where he's like he's like really muscular and he's wearing like a um he's wearing like, is he like the guy who looks like John Cena kind of he looks like John Cena yeah. and he's wearing like a like a Marvel sh- shirt yeah and he's, and he's like hey I'm just trying to find some drugs yeah and everyone's <laughs> just like looking at him like, like you're a cop and he's like I'm not a cop guys <laughs> but he's like he's a roided out cop, <laughs> freaky cop so we, funny. we love that yeah it's great just, you can't just put on a fish shirt and not be a cop folks. <laughs> yeah. that's not how it fucking works so <laughs> Uh, when uh, she asks about um, Jay's connections, he is initially angered, but she assures him it was for work. She knows he turns a blind eye to the backroom dealings in his bar and wants an introduction to Sneed. Sneed. The Ferengi. Sneed, folks. It's just, <laughs> it's a, it is a good Ferengi name, I'll say that. Yeah. Like, it's the name yeah. of, the, of, of Hook's guy. Yeah, it's a, uh, my name is Sneed, and I like greed. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay's incredulous, considering uh, Sneed to be a monster. Mm-hmm. But Rafi is like, hey, that's racist. He's just a Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Rafi is adamant, saying she was working for intelligence, uh, but they were blind to something big. Jay recognized the signs, remembering that Rafi getting involved uh, in conspiracies led her to drug addiction. He's like, so conspiracies, things getting in your head, that's when the drugs start. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe like being in the fucking space CIA or whatever is not uh, good, uh, healthy in any way for her. And maybe like, maybe at some point, anyone in Starfleet might have had a counselor or something that would have been like... Yeah, maybe we shouldn't put the person who struggles with drug addiction in like fucking just going undercover in the drug market. Yeah, it also yeah it does seem antithetical to like what she's trying to accomplish is like what's most important to her is like reestablishing contact with her children. Right, and, and, like, and you th- figure Starfleet would be like, hey, you know, instead of uh, doing a mission, like why don't you go like live your life and be a mother? Yeah, because that's literally that's a that's another one I I think I said like how like you know, like the writers seem to be unable to 
think of think of how a non-scarcity utopia would actually operate yeah absolutely. and like and because there's there's no reason she needs to do this mm -hmm. she she can she can just she can take time off mm -hmm. and just like or not even be in starfleet and just focus on her family and getting better right which is <laughs> honestly like one reason why i really like strange new world more so than really other any of the other live action trek they're doing now is like there is none of that like pre-scarcity weird stuff where like yeah. people aren't just doing what they want to do in life. Yeah. Like it's all it, like the people and all their backstories, like it comes to the conclusion, like that they're there because they want to be yes. Like more than anything is like they want to explore and that's what drives them. And like, mm -hmm. they want to like learn new things and be part of like the continuing human knowledge. Whereas yeah. like Rafi is like, uh, I, I want to reconnect with my family, so I gotta go deep undercover and <laughs> fucking risk my life a bunch. I'm like, that's that. Those two goals mm -hmm. are antithetical. Yeah, they can't exist. Yeah, they're they're they they can't you can't do both of them at the same. No, time. no, like like going undercover and doing stuff like that is for like you know young guys who don't have a family. Yeah, and stuff like that. Not like. People who are literally trying to reconnect with their family <laughs> and somehow like, yeah, yeah. A grandma who a, a drug, a, a, a formerly addicted grandmother, like, and they're making her like fucking do all this in an open air drug market on the <laughs> rave planet. Yeah. This is, this is like sending like, yeah, like a woman who was addicted to Molly in the nineties undercover in like the, the modern club scene. It'd yeah. be like, First off, what are you doing here? Yeah. Second off, <laughs> yeah. no, you can't have drugs. No, like, no you 60-year-old woman, you can't have drugs. Yeah, like, and, and the point is her ex-husband, like, you don't need to be doing this. Like, you yeah. know, if you want to talk to Gabe and G Gabriella, or Gabriel, whatever her name is, yeah. like, you, you can just do that. You yeah. can, if you can just focus on getting better and then like right. and then proving to them not having to go fucking undercover and undo some whatever terrorist attack or whatever. Yeah, yeah, maybe like <laughs> straight straight up, let me tell you, uh black women will sooner go undercover <laughs> on a foreign planet uh than uh, just go to therapy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> <not just laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, she, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so Rafi asks how Jay broke away from it, thinking uh, he made it look easy, uh, breaking away from drug addiction and or not drug addiction, but the job. Mm -hmm. uh, but he says uh, he made a choice, especially after his son was born. He chose his son and his art because that was enough for him, but it wasn't enough for Rafi. And Gabe pushes her away because he remembers that. Mm -hmm. So she was a fucking deadbeat mom who, like, prioritized her job over her kid. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Um, so she continues to press on the importance of her mission, but Jay uh, had thought she had come for him to put in a word with Gabe. Yeah. But she hadn't. No. <laughs> no, no. He, he demands she make her choice. Either he can send a message for her to Gabe or arrange a meeting with Sneed. Because he will not do both. <laughs> the look on her face tells him all he needs to know. Mm -hmm. Sneed it is. Sneed. My name is Sneed and I'm here for greed. <laughs> <laughs> In the writing system. 
The unknown ship circles the Titan A, and Tavin reports all four were brought aboard via transporter with the, quote, injured civilian beamed directly into the sick bay. Seven suggests they retreat at maximum warp, but Shaw replies they have engaged and wants to know with who or why. He really should have, like, that, that's the one thing Shaw really should have just done is just, yeah, warp boy, no. Yeah, really. but um, yeah, like not like not even give them the chance to respond. Just go. <laughs> at the same time, like he's also taking a big risk bringing these two unknown people on a ship, and especially if like he brings the two unknown people on the ship, and like the other, uh, you know, thing is like, no, we need them. They're medical patients. They have an uncurable plague. Like mm-hmm. don't 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 do what you're doing. Yeah, like, you know, there there are situations. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, and they really should have context to a lot of this. Mm-hmm. So. Security escorts Picard, Riker, and Jack onto the bridge. And Shaw tells them that they are in so much trouble. Also, for some reason on the bridge, like this entire episode, whenever they're on the bridge of the Titan, the camera's shaky. It is very shaky. And it's weird, and it bothers me. And it's it's fine in action sequences. That's traditional Trek. But it's like, even when they're just like at a standstill, <laughs> the camera's still just always shaking a bunch. And yeah. I, it's it's very, you know what it is? It's 24. Yeah. Very 24. Very 24, it. yeah. I love it. That's what I, I do appreciate in, like, other, you know, in TNG. Like, mm-hmm. it was just mostly just very stationary cameras. It was, yeah. And, like, and and that, yeah, I mean, that kind of just give this, gave a sense of just, like, you know, I think also characters and mm-hmm. also just, like, the kind of vibe that, that Starfleet has. So, so, you know what I think really improved Star Trek? Mm. And something I think that would make Star Trek great today is I think instead of doing 10 episode seasons, they should have to do 22 episode seasons like they used to. However, yeah, yeah. they should have the exact same budget they do now. <laughs> yeah. They should have to stretch it out. They need to be way cheaper because that's the reason Star Trek was good so much of the time is because they're like, hey, uh, we spent like all of our money for this season, so we need three episodes that literally just take place in one room. And so the writers are like, okay, I'm just going to have to write my fucking dick off in order to make this work. Uh oh, we got this alien. Uh, we don't have a budget, so uh, this alien's got to have psychic powers. Yeah. <laughs> like some mind powers, and everyone's F- got to act really distressed. Uh, shit. Uh, we spent all the money on the guest star last week, so uh, we have to have a courtroom drama button space this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about we just do 12 Angry Men, but uh, it's about Klingon racism? <laughs> fucking send it, dude. And somehow they made all that shit work. Yeah. It's know. incredible. Yeah, and, so, and I think also then also like you know have scenes where they're just like doing they're just normal things where they're mm-hmm. just like doing exploring their interests you know like reading or playing music or mm-hmm. something like that and I feel that adds definitely depth and depth to a character and just kind of like gets you a gets you a little a better like in, in intro into their and in their interior world yeah. than anything else. Also, more space for levity. Yeah, more space like, for levity. Yeah. There's not a bunch of levity, even in like <laughs> Strange New Worlds. Like yeah. it, it's like passing jokes and stuff. Like yeah. there's not full scenes often that are like comical, mm-hmm. which which I kind of miss. You know, I, I miss. Yeah, they don't let. There's not a lot of also yeah, room for just like to, uh, a scene to just like marinate. You know, yeah, just like and yeah. just kind of like sit with you and just like allow things to happen. Just mm-hmm. like. And for like, for like, yeah, size to take place and like, yeah. you know, yeah, like deep contemplation and like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, it, it, it's to its detriment, I think. I, I liked it when Trek had to be on the cheap. Yeah. Not but, gonna lie. But, it, but, you know, it's like, I feel like it's also just matching what 
a lot of viewing audiences expect now because you oh know, yeah it has to be very frantic very just mm-hmm. like constant and stuff like that and i don't yeah. know it's i think it, yeah now you see like tng and those things being like a product of their time or you know that's when it could have passed because even like right now i'm rewatching x files and that has a lot of like really good quiet moments between this characters. This shows wild. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and then, like, yeah, just, it's amazing, like, even just with, like, small guest starring roles, how, mm-hmm. how just, like, great and goaded all the fucking people are in it, and I'm just, like, mm-hmm. er, er, like, it, it's just so good. But, Indeed. Yeah. So, anyway, Shaw tells uh, Picard and Riker that they are in so much trouble. Jack sarcastically mentions how his mother said to trust no one, and yet it seems that they are bringing everyone on board. Ismar tries to get the captain's attention, finally yelling captain, and Picard, Riker, and Shaw all answer before the former two defer to the latter. Ismar reports the enemy ship is hailing them. Shaw orders to open a channel. The cheerful... um, So, uh, the cheerful-looking person on the other end greets them with a good afternoon, and this is finally where we get Amanda Plummer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, who's got like a fucked up face and stuff, like a, a, a big scar and shit, and mm. funny haircut, and she looks greasy as fuck. Yeah, she yeah, kind yeah, she kind of looks like Frau Farbissina from Ooh, from Austin Powers. Totally, totally, yeah. yeah, but but like with a little bit of shins on grease, late later shins on greasiness. Yeah, and also kind of like veininess, a, a little bit of a too. Martin Short too. Ooh, <laughs> oh my god! You know what would be amazing. Huh. If this season ended up being like the very end of the episode, like everyone Martin Short just pulls off his disguise and it's pistachio disguisey, <laughs> and this entire time, because remember Brent Spiner was the yeah, villain in that movie, he was, and so this 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 entire season has just been uh, Master in Disguise uh, Part Two. Does A Cab include pistachio disguisey? <sighs> I'm gonna have to say yes, and it's I'm gonna. You know, you, yes. you know how much that hurts me. <laughs> I, know, like, I know, I know. I am, I am, I like you. See, I, I'm opening the drawer with a gun right now. <laughs> I can't stop my hand from doing it. <laughs> like it's uh, so. Um, uh, the person on the other end greets them and says, "Good afternoon." Thinking it was indeed afternoon in the soul system, and identifies herself as Captain Vadik. She appears to recognize Shaw, who confirms his identity, uh, adding that he was having a good morning before this happened. Vedic seems glad to hear this and adds that uh, she was glad he remained functional, given um, his official psychological profile with Starfleet, which I really wonder what that means, especially with a functional. Like, he's a, is he a robot? What does mm. that mean, Shaw? Well, I'm, I'm guessing, like, I think he... M- I don't know if... Maybe he has some um, bad blood with the Borg because, you know, he does seem like, you know, antagonist. That would make sense for his antagonism towards Seven and um, and Picard, you yeah. know, calling him ex-Borg and stuff. And hmm. so I'm wondering if maybe he was, like, really fucked, like, in, like, sort of in a Borg attack or something. So Picard steps forward saying that Vatic has caused them um, some trouble and demands she state her business. Vedic recognizes Picard as well and says, ah, 
Jean-Luc Picard in a very like French accent. I'm like, how, how, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, first off, French people don't exist in the future, really. No. That's why fucking like Picard has a British accent mm-hmm. is because in World War Three, Britain obviously fucking leveled France. Yes. Which I would agree with in any context if it were literally any other nation but fucking, fucking Britain. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant uh, <laughs> mm. um, your yeah. namesake. Don't. <laughs> don't. Just, just don't, man. <laughs> I've, I've heard that all my life. Okay, yeah. it's spelled the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> Pronounced the exact same. Get it right. Get it right. <laughs> <sighs> um, so Picard steps forward, saying that Vatic has caused them some trouble and demands she state her business. Vatic recognizes him as well quote, in the synthetic flesh. So they actually cover, I guess, but if that's the only line covering it this entire season, that's not great. No. But also, she seems to know everything about everybody, which I think is very weird. It is very weird. Yeah, unless she was, like, expecting all of these people here, and this is just a setup. Yeah. Which I would kind of like if, like, Crusher was actually in on a setup. That would be interesting. Yeah. Or like if both of the crushers set them up this entire time. <laughs> yeah. That to could... like steal the Titan A. Hmm? Oh, yeah. There's you know a lot. They, like, we haven't seen Beverly in 20 years. She could have gone gone rogue. You a, you a bad bitch. She a bad bitch She's now. She a bad bitch now. <laughs> she had, that, you got to watch out for them redheads. She a bad bitch. The, the, the reality of... of uh, of uh, giving birth to Wesley really hit her, and she's just like <laughs> she lost her. She mind. was she was empty nesting after he became a traveler. <laughs> you were just like became like my God, I gave birth to that thing monstrosity. <laughs> monstrosity. I thought he was going to grow up to be handsome in that same sweater. <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> I must watch the world burn. <laughs> she, she was like she has her second kid Jack, and she's like, oh my God, he's 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 British. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm so sorry, folks. He's. <laughs> How did that even happen? Okay. Did, I, did I even speak around him with a British accent? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing I just don't understand is how does he have a British accent? Like, did she just like play a bunch of fucking Picard like <laughs> captain's logs for him? That's in weird. the womb, like yeah, when she was pregnant, she just had like micro uh, headphones on her stomach and just like and and play and, and just play just British people talking for oh. <laughs> the entirety of Monty oh. Python. Oh. <laughs> oh. This is my my personal hell. His first words: "Hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some more? God, please have some more, governor." <laughs> Oh, hello, Ben. Back probably to the left. Hey, woo, woo. You, you have a a scary British accent. I, I will say that. Like, it terrifies me, and I don't like. There's there's something deep within me that is like fully unsettled by it. Like, yeah, don't be listening to this podcast in the dark. No, <laughs> like you'll no, you'll probably just like lose your mind. This shit is like seeing a clown on a dark park trail. Like it's it's a bad omen now. Oh, come play with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm I'm opening I'm opening the gun drawer again, but not for me this time. <laughs> I'm pointing it right at you. <laughs> Let's kill this abomination once and for all. Um 
So uh, Vatic is almost as gleeful as uh, she sees he does not understand his situation, uh, reminding him that the Titan is outside of its jurisdiction, uh, Shaw's situation, that is, but lowers her shield so that they can uh, provide clarification. They lower their shields, and Riker's immediately like, uh, weapons! And uh, so they scan Vedic's ship and uh, can see that she has a ton of fucking weapons. I kind of looked at the math a little bit, and it's like four to eight times the weapons that the Shimitar, the Scimitar had on Whoa. Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah, That's yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's fucking wrecked. Because, like, the fucking, uh, the Scimitar had, like, ten times as many weapons as the Enterprise E. Mm. Um, and so, like, and, that, and uh, it has none of the drawbacks of the scimitar, where it doesn't have the 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 uh, the power source to their main weapon directly on the bridge, completely unguarded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or an alcoholic gay man at the helm. Yeah. <laughs> we all know gays can't drive, and he's just like, oh, whoa, oh, they're gone, nine eleven. <laughs> God, I can't believe I didn't bring that up on our Nemesis cast. Yeah. Yeah. How on earth are you going to let the fucking gay man drive this thing? That's, oh, my God. First mistake. First mistake. First mistake. I'm, I'm like, bisexual. That's why I can drive mm-hmm. just fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're a good driver. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Have you ever driven with me? Yeah, once. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, <clears throat> so, Vatic is almost gleeful. Is, uh already did that. Uh, the Scantons of Vedic show uh, t- tons of weapons, and so Vedic gives them one hour to surrender Jack to her. Uh, Turn your back and run, she threatens, and the only way you'll see the shot that kills you is through the hole in your proverbial chest, which is a sick line, actually. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, she then shows them a parting demonstration of her intentions and uh, gets the Elios in the tractor beam and hurls it at the Titan <laughs> A, which was actually pretty fucking that sick. Was it, was pretty a, sick. it was a cool shot, yeah. and it just, like, tears into the ship. It's mm-hmm. dope as hell. So Shaw Hansen and Picard all turn to look at Jack, wondering what he has gotten them all into. Seven reports that the Elios impact uh, against the Titan A broke through the shields and blasted shrapnel straight through Deck 11. Shaw wonders uh, how such a thing is possible, and uh, LaForge answers that it was a reverse tractor beam with polarity phasing, adding that her father had taught her any law of physics could be weaponized or countered with another law of physics, which is just like no one asked for that. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. Yeah, like <laughs> you're you're a fucking you're talking to a, like a bunch of captains and commanders. Like you don't think we know shit. <laughs> Also, I mean, that's something that old, old Seven would have also pointed out. Right, right. Because like, it's very like mansplainy. <laughs> yeah, because also Seven, Seven is like you know that's that was her that was her thing. Science what, be, being autistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Like that's why because they didn't have anyone autistic coded up until yeah. that point. No, and that's what makes for good Trek. You got your Spock, you got your Data, mm-hmm. and both of them are like totally autistic coded, and because of that, like both charming, informative, and funny. Yes. Yeah, so... Who was the autistic-coded person on DS9? Julian Bashir. Mm. I can see that, yeah. Asperger's, but definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, like, you know, yeah, a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of my uh, autistic friends online definitely mm. uh, are like, yeah, yeah, it's Julian, for sure. Mm. Yeah. I can see that. So, um, Shaw sums up the situation. They can't run, 
as they would be destroyed the moment the nacelles light up. The nearest ship is days away, and the nebula is interfering with their long-range communications. We are essentially cornered, he says. Mm-hmm. And, Wait, and so did it take days for them to get there? I... Or, or, or they were going warp 9.9. Was he just asleep that entire for days while they went there? Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, is, is warp 9.99 faster than any subspace communication they have? I don't. Well, I think uh, I think the nebula is messing with their communications. That's true. That's true. But like, but they yeah. seem to but they seem to get there in a matter of hours. Right, and the near from, ship from, is now days away. But from I mean, Earth, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's true. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of the timeline. I'm like, they could no, they really couldn't have, could they? <laughs> yeah. So so uh, Shaw just went to sleep for like five days. <laughs> like, oh, up. Rip Van Winkle over. I'm <laughs> Captain Rip Van Winkle out here. <laughs> they gave him. A, they gave him a drug tuna sandwich. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, drugged. Uh, they fucking uh, roofied his blue meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah they roofied no, the blue meat. If they actually. It would be a fun plot line if they roofied the Chateau Picard. Oh, that would actually be sick. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have made sense. But then, he, but then that, that wouldn't have worked because he wouldn't have drunk drank it. He would have just been like, "Oh, thanks." Well, oh, yeah. Malbec man. Yeah, no, he he still drank the Picard. Okay, okay. Yeah, he still did it, even though he didn't. Yeah, everyone else was just pretending to drink it, and he just like polished it off and then mm-hmm. passed out for five days. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but he also says, uh, even though they're cornered in space, there are no corners mm. in space. No one can hear you corner. <laughs> That's one thing. They always just seem to move oh, like, I'm sorry. One more oh. in space. No one can corner the dorner, <laughs> corner the dorner. That's one thing that they never do is they never move like up or down from, from their position. They always move, you know, forward or backwards. Yeah. Like they, <clears throat> it's space. They can move any direction they want. Very true. Like, why do they ever just go, like, because, <laughs> like, warp well, the, down? The, yeah, the thing is, like, yeah, if they go into warp, they'll be destroyed the moment there's n- the cells lit up, which is mm, what he true. says. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. They got a lock on them. They got a lock. They got the lock. They got a lock on that jock, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, dismissing this line of thought, um, <clears throat> Shaw asks what information they have on Vatic. There is nothing in Starfleet files, but Seven, a former Fenris Ranger, um, recalls rumors of a ship that flew no flag but carried every weapon known to Starfleet and some that weren't known to Starfleet. He then wonders about Jack and uh, Seven hands a pad to him. In the conference room, Jack tells Picard that who he is is not important, but Picard thinks it most certainly is because it was no longer just about Beverly, but now about him as well. Jack is animate, that he told him everything that he knows and knows nothing about Vatic. Riker reminds him that they were at a disadvantage and urges him to thank for both himself and for his mother. Just then, Shaw, Seven, and two security officers enter, Jack remarking that it had taken longer than he thought for that to happen. Uh, Shaw reveals that Jack Crusher is known by a number of aliases and that they have uh, been conned by a con man and his aliases all have uh, JC as the... um, Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Who's in the house? JC. Let's get some (laughs) Carmen in this motherfucker. RIP to my boy. Oh my God. He's going to, he's going to have the, have the curing blood. You're right. Yeah. And so, so, yeah, did I call that out on this podcast? Yeah, on this or, one, okay, yeah. I, I didn't remember if I said that while we were watching it. But yeah. yeah. 
it's um yeah I I think he's like he's gonna be so important because he's gonna have the blood that cures the drugs man yeah the drug curing blood <laughs> so uh, Vadix claims are valid and they are harboring an intergalactic fugitive in Jack Crusher he orders Jack taken to the brig. Uh, he then turns to Seven, revealing her, uh, sorry, relieving her of duty for insubordination, which is a sick scene and yeah. something I totally agree with and something we, like, never really see happen in Starfleet. No. But it is, like, a full dressing down. Well, that's because, like, typically, like, like in previous, you know, Star Treks, like... Mm-hmm. People don't like, do such dumbass shit. Yeah, like, that, <laughs> like she was acting, like being really incompetent like just not not just incompetent just reckless reckless yeah through her actions and her decisions yes she might end up saving two people's lives but you know she's gonna save the whole galaxy's lives because he's gonna have the magic baby yeah he's gonna yeah he's gonna be the most special boy gonna have the baby jesus blood people yeah Yeah. oh god watch oh Oh my god God. we got that baby jesus blood over here watch uh, he's got adrenochrome in his blood (laughs) watch watch jack crusher be an immaculate conception dude no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. That's why he's Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah mm. he's going to be the most special boy. So actually, she's going to be completely vindicated. So all of this was all all for the be- for the greater good. Like, cause you know, you know, it'd be amazing if they revealed at the very end of the season, like the very last thing, it mm. goes to a, a, a new title card. <laughs> Passion of the Christ too. <laughs> Passion, Picard. Passion of the Crusher. Uh, Pic- a Picard story. Pic- Picard of the Christ. <laughs> Picard of the Christ. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so. Uh, uh, he orders Jack taken to the brig. Uh, he turns to Seven, relieving her of duty. Picard tries to speak in her defense, but Shaw is completely dismissive and says he's inclined to give Jack over to Vatic and return to Federation space and save the rest of this for a tribunal. Yeah. Which I and, agree with him. And really, this whole speech, Shaw is just doing, like, a Picard speech. Yeah, 100%. That, that's what yeah. it actually reminded me of, is, like, yeah. this is exactly how Picard would dress down someone who did what they just did. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's the crazy thing, is, like, if we were in any other situation and we just had a random guest star playing an admiral who's doing something duplicitous, like we actually did, yeah. like, twice on TNG, <laughs> yeah. at the end, fucking... And also an insurrection. Yeah! <laughs> like, yeah, it's always fucking Picard being like, you betrayed your uniform, you son of a bitch piece yeah. of shit. You're not good enough for Starfleet. <laughs> Suck my dick and eat my taint, asshole. Starfleet is not your person personal uh, vehicle for revenge or your per- yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's just yes. like he would have just he would have been like you are you are this is not a personal personal uh, thing for you. This is like this is Starfleet. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he would have he would he would have given this ex- same exact speech mm-hmm. and like yeah this entire time I was vibrating I'm like yeah Shaw yeah, yeah Shaw no, Sha- yeah Shaw Shaw is my vibe straight up <laughs> Shaw runs on vibes and it's yeah good shit. I mean I we all love Shaw on this podcast He's, we do I mean we were we were going for that. Um, that Jellico type redemption for him, and I think he's getting it. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's 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 settled firmly into a uh, a handsome Jellico seat, and I'm I like that seat. Yeah, I like it. It's a good seat to have mm-hmm. for a captain. I'd say it's a good con. Yeah, not a C O N, a C O N N, like a con, the con, like a, yes. the captain's chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Riker is outraged, wondering when Starfleet uh, started giving in to hostile demands, which is like, well. 
when did Starfleet start breaking the law of other people's territories? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a hostile demand. It's a bounty hunter respecting the laws of their own space, we assume. Yeah, we assume. Like, we, we don't know if, like, Vatic, Vatic is an official or anything, but no matter what, like... Yeah, they have no actual information on Vatic. Mm -hmm. Like, Vatic could be, like, an like representing some of the local government of some kind. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Yeah, and so, so they don't talk about it. Like, the yeah, they don't ask for any more context or anything. And we do know that JC, whatever his real name is, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Jim Caviezel. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. <laughs> so uh, can we just call him Jim Caviezel from now on? Yeah, Jim Caviezel, podcast? yeah. Okay, so so uh, uh, no, it's, I'm not going to remember. That's going to be way too much. Yeah, to, that's a weird name to pronounce. I, I, I hate Jim Caviezel. It. Jim Caviezel's a fucking nutter, by the way. He is, yeah. I, I, uh, to anyone listening, I highly recommend listening to the, I think, the QAnon Anonymous podcast on Jim Caviezel. Mm. It's wild. The dude is off his fucking rocker. Plays Jesus once. Yeah. <laughs> and it just becomes like a complete psychopath. He is, yeah, he is a fucking nut town. Yeah, makes sense. I mean... I mean, he, he did work with Mel Gibson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mel Gibson's kind of a fucking nut. Kinda. Yeah, kinda. I mean, a lot of cool people have worked with Mel Gibson, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But this is a, a little directed project for something that he truly believed in, you know, Jesus. You know, are you, are, are Jesus. you saying he doesn't believe in what women want? <laughs> did he direct that? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> um,. It'd be funny if he did. Oh my god, mm -hmm. they'd just be like, oh, "I want to fuck Mel Gibson." I know mm -hmm. that's what all the women would just be thinking all the time. Stop. So Riker insists that Jack should be wanted for trial and not for immediate execution, and that Vatic's ship is in fact a guillotine. Mm. Uh, but to Shaw, the rules of engagement outside Federation space are very clear. Uh, he has to preserve the safety of his ship and crew, reminding them of the kind of firepower Vatic's ship is carrying, and if they engage, they will certainly lose. Picard asks Shaw to let him speak to Jack, as there must be something more to what is going on. Vatic has given them one hour, so Shaw gives Picard half of that to prepare Jack for his departure. All right, that's fair. Yeah. In the turbo lift, Riker wants to know why Picard is dancing around the issue. Picard thinks he's uh, talking about whether or not Jack is actually Beverly's son, but Riker dismisses that, looking to what he really sees, and tells his old captain to do the math. Picard chides him for speculating, but Riker is animate. Tell me, honestly, you do not see what I see, he says. Picard is he has left a fucking British accent. <laughs> yeah, right? Picard is left to think this over before he arrives in the brig. Yeah. So does that mean they fucked after uh, Nemesis? Like, directly after? They actually fucked on Shinzon's corpse. <laughs> uh, this is the only thing that gets me off anymore. I, I have to. I can only come if I'm fucking on the dead corpse of my clone. <laughs> and it was actually the dead. Be Beverly, dead. Beverly, stick stick your finger up both our asses. <laughs> actually, it was Shinzon that nutted, not not Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Shinzon got her pregnant. Just like he's <laughs> he's, he's so <laughs> impotent, he has to fuck her with Shinzon's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not the case anymore, Beverly. <laughs> it rotates. <laughs> it spins. It also has a dolphin on it. You know, the clitoral stimulator. Because <laughs> I'm a robot now, you see. Do, does the word Sibian mean anything to you, Beverly? <laughs> That's right. I have four speeds. So one of my favorite things on Earth 
is every time I make a reference to a Sivian fuck machine to my brother, I always mispronounce it <laughs> because he's not a kinky person or anything. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, he knows what a Sivian machine is and exactly how to pronounce it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like a Sibian machine. And he's like, oh, you mean Sivian? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that could be his personal hobby. Maybe he's a Sibian hobbyist. I, I do wonder. <clears throat> he's just so like vanilla, though, that I don't think he actually has any real kinks. Yeah, he could be a, be a secret kink. Yeah, I, I, secret I, freak. He's I, a secret freak. I like to believe that, but I'm like, I, I fly my freak flag so high mm. that I figure he would see solidarity and be like, oh yeah, I like a weird one weird thing. Because mm. I'm just like, you know. Yeah. I'm oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, yeah. You ever just like sniff a taint for an hour? And he's like, dude, that's that's too much. I'm like. <laughs> I know. That's why I can only do it for 45 minutes. I'm asking if you've ever done it for an hour. Be cooler if you did. Yeah. Get in, loser. We're going to go sniff a taint for an hour. Um, Picard decides to begin in a confrontational stance, admitting that he had an affinity for virtuosos, but noting Jack's particular instrument was deception and thievery. It's mm. a weird way to start a sentence. It is. Uh, Jack calls that a hell of an opener, uh, then asks about Beverly. Picard notes that she was mending, but unable to defend him, so she must defend herself. Picard brings up Jack's criminal record, noting that he was wanted for organized crime on Andoria, actual terrorism on Binar 3, and for the death of a man on Andreas 5. So I like that they're going to make like Jack like the totally redeemable terrorist, but then they're going to have an evil terrorist yeah. in the show as well. <laughs> yeah, so he, he does a terrorism for good. Mm-hmm. So Jack calls the last charge. <laughs> That'd be funny if he's actually the cause of that other terrorist attack. That would be amazing if he did the red woman. Because I was trying to wonder how, like, because it is. Dude, wh wh I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. what if what if Jack did the fucking uh, synth attack? Oh, my God. Or what if he blew up Romulus? So, yeah, <laughs> I think he would have been too young. Never too young to do a synth attack. <laughs> synth attack. But, uh, yeah, but, like, uh. Because I, because I was wondering during this, I'm like, okay, so I'm, because I'm guessing Vatic isn't connected to the terrorist attack in Rafi's story. Is, is or not. I'm, I'm not. I don't think because like what, what, like how would, how would that? I, I what is the, how is that? What's the connection? Well, Rafi does drugs, and Jack Crusher's blood cures drugs. So, but 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 Vatic didn't. But did did Vatic do the do the portal? Because like, I don't, because I don't see how like, because I mean it's it's so far it's so vague. I have no idea what anybody's motivations are. No, <laughs> but I'm kind of wondering like, so how is so is Vatic carrying out terrorist attacks on the Federation while doing this other thing that that's and that seemingly like is just uh, focusing on one particular person? Doesn't seem like they're connected. So maybe maybe it's Vatic is Raffi's drug dealer. Mm. And so she has to get Jack Crusher mm. because if Jack Crusher's blood is like given to Federation, they're going to cure her drug addiction oh. and she can't have that because Raffi's her best customer because oh. she likes drugs a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is all, this is all just to keep, make sure it's one just, person is a street drug drugs. deal right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, just like the wire, dude. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm, li I'm literally making dozens, dozens of, 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 of credits a year from her. 
So that's why I'm going to do a portal attack on the Federation. We'd love to, we'd love to see it folks. (laughs) So Jack calls the last charge of uh, killing a man on Andreas five unfair is the man was a falsetti a falsetti, so he had his balls cut off. Those are castrados. Oh, castrados. Yes, but yeah, they did the falsetto. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they, 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 yeah, they had the they did the castrati uh, thing. You ever read uh, Anne Rice's book on castrados? No, but that makes me think. Do you think the gerati, the Borg gerati, were castrati? <laughs> castrati, gerati. <laughs> <laughs> That would be awesome. I yeah. mean, I'm guessing. I are are we still holding out hope that we're going to see uh, the Jurati during this season? No, I, I think uh, what's her Allison Allison Pill. Pill. I think she's not in the season at all. Mm. I think she was one of the other ones who's that's not. An, that's another thing they decided to just be like, yeah, we're not going to acknowledge that at yeah, all. Yeah, people, people, yeah. No, the, Eleanor. The test audiences didn't love her. Yeah. I mean, although the, I hear she's really good in devs, yeah. I love devs. Devs mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, uh, plus, uh, what's his face? Nick Offerman's in that. Oh, I like Nick Offerman. Yeah, he, Nick Offerman's in it. I yeah, devs was really good. I, I think they actually filmed um the first season of Picard. She, Allison Pill filmed the first season of Picard and devs at like the same time because she basically looks exactly the same, has the same exact haircut and everything. So I'm guessing she was just like went from one set to the other or some shit. Cool. So. Uh, he says, uh, last charge of killing the falsetti was unfair because they go into deep hibernation for seven cycles. Uh, the file also showed him being cited on Camillo, a known war zone. Mm. Jack corrects him by saying it was rebellion and the Chemians had been fighting against their oppressors for decades and he brought them medicine and supplies. Picard, uh, and then sarcastically goes, well, I guess then you're a freedom fighter, <laughs> which was actually kind of fun. Yeah. He, like he's a little overacting here, but I kind of like it. Yeah, actually, like Picard doesn't have too much that he does in this episode. No, which is probably why I liked it more. Yeah, than I, I, it makes sense, like mm-hmm. to like, yeah, kind of diminish his part because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's his a- character's there and he can react to stuff, but he doesn't need to like be doing the long speeches <laughs> where where every time you feel. A new time that uh, the past is coming upon us from before. We can see that in the future we will know that our hearts will never be as full as they were the day when we were young. As full as a baked potato. (laughs) (laughs) From the early bird special. Or sometimes I get one from the Wendy's there, you see. (laughs) You know, you can... You can ask for the, cre- uh, the 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 chive and cream cheese, but then get bacon on it. Usually, they'll give it for free. You see, <laughs> back then nickels had pictures of bees on them. Give me three five bees to a nickel. <laughs> That's what I'd say. <laughs> when we wear an onion on our belt, is that was the fashion at the time? Yeah. Um, so Picard sarcastically calls him a freedom fighter, and Jack concurs. Only in the sense that a doctor fights for the freedom of his patients not to die, which was a dumb line. Yeah. Uh, which he believes he does at best. And at worst, he admits that he is a thief. He was a thief. You got a belief. <laughs> he stole my heart and my cat. Which is good. Amanda Plummer uh, callback. Oh, she wasn't. Yeah, okay. she, she wasn't. Uh, yeah. So I married an expert. Yeah. 
I didn't even realize I was calling that back. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite movies just because what, what a dumb fucking premise it is. It is. And also it's, <laughs> I, I believe the first film where Mike Myers plays like half the cast. He does. And it's, it's actually pretty fun. And just like positing the, a world where a, um, a beat comic just can make a living. Yeah. And also a world in which you can do nutty professor to the clumps, but about, <laughs> but about Scottish people, yeah, well, Scottish people. Uh, and and the Scott and the weird Scottish guy gets the gets the hot babe. Like the weird Scottish beat poet guy gets the babe, as he deserves. <laughs> so Picard agrees uh, that Jack stole medical supplies, but also weapons and other prohibited cargo. Uh, currency is currency, and medicine isn't free. Jack retorts, saying that the people who disliked him were gamblers, low-level gangsters, and quote fathers of daughters everywhere. Interesting. <laughs> uh, not vigilante bounty hunters willing to fight the Federation. Picard scoffs at the lovely self-pardon, uh, believing they both knew Beverly would never permit it. <laughs> Jack counters that she had taught him to do so, being an equal partner in his work. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Picard counters that he knows Jack is lying because of that, but Jack bites right back, asking when Picard had even spoken to Beverly last. If anyone was still the people that he once knew or if he had been planting roots in his vineyard while everybody moved on. And I actually loved that line. Yeah. And it's showing that he, uh, he are showing that he does have a lot of knowledge about Picard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Picard doesn't know fucking anything about him. He doesn't know Jack shit. Doesn't know Jack shit or Jack. (laughs) Ricard. Uh, so Picard finally <laughs> point blank asks who his father was and Jack heatedly replies that he never had one. Picard is somewhat shaken by this as Jack now resigns himself to being handed over to Vatic to ensure his mother survives, especially if it puts an end to this conversation, he says. <clears throat> Picard believes that he should be tried in courts, not handed over to criminals. To hand him over to Vatic is to acquiesce, and worse, it betrays an old friend. However, keeping Jack aboard puts the Titan and her crew, including Beverly, at risk, and Picard only has 18 minutes left to come. <laughs> or to decide what to do with him. Mm. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. <sighs> back on Motless Prime. <laughs> uh, Rafi makes her way to the back room to meet Sneed who is surrounded by a variety of human artifacts, including a hand grenade and a baseball. <laughs> Whose baseball might that be? Mm. Although I think Kira still had, had yeah, Cisco's Kira, baseball. So. Yeah, it's, it, it's in Kira's position. Yeah. Um, so he cracks open a slug of cola and invites Rafi to sit, as she was making him nervous. Sneed remarks on how he brokers deals between people because he knows people and he knows Jay and who he knows, except he doesn't know Raffi, which makes him wonder how well she, or sorry, how well he knew Jay. Raffi, not play acting, remarks that artists were unknowable assholes who lived in their heads instead of the real world on MTV. Uh, Sneed laughs at this um, and thinks that was why his first wife left him for Starfleet, which was actually Raffi. Raffi left him for Starfleet. So Raffi seems to identify uh, herself as such, saying that Starfleet didn't know how to live high class. 
as they don't believe in money. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, it shows like life in the Federation on earth is pretty good for everybody no it's pretty fucking awesome like (laughs) you can literally be born and just do whatever you want Mm -hmm. and like all of your needs are met by like replicators and the government which sounds i don't know great (laughs) yeah because it shows like money is actually more of a hindrance like money is like money also is its own barrier no Mm -hmm. matter how much you have it's still a barrier whereas if you don't if you don't need money, if money's not, not an object. Yeah, you yeah. You can do whatever you want. And the thing about the Federation is, like, you want land? Great. The Federation has tons of fucking planets. <laughs> yeah. They've terraformed and shit. Mm-hmm. They can just go put you on a planet and give you all the land you want. Like, yeah. you can live whatever kind of life you want, wherever you want, and the kind of climate you want. If you want to have a Scottish planet, have a fucking Scottish planet. And nobody <laughs> wants a Scottish planet, but they still have a Scottish planet. They still planet. have a Scottish planet. There's, like, and there's you know, people on there who just have sex with a ghost all day. Fuck. So. I, I'm pretty sure that, like, United Earth doesn't even have a Scotland at this point. I hope it doesn't. No, no. No, I'm pretty sure England-level France and Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Or actually, I'd, I'd hope that Ireland leveled all of them and oh, took yeah. them over. Yeah, yeah, that's the art. The I mean, that happens next year. Le- yeah, led by uh, hopefully like one of O'Brien's yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah distant ancestors. <laughs> so, um, Raffi pours a small bag of valuable crystals on the table in front of Sneed. Sneed seems interested, but remarks that no one asked uh, for nothing for something, and that it would offend him if it did. Raffi mentions rumors of the Portal Tech deal to Toluco. So, like how she is acting so hard like a undercover agent like yeah like oh i'm willing to pay any price for this information on these on this person it's just like that's why, that's so uh, weird yeah why would anybody need information on someone who did a terrorist attack unless they were trying to trying to find y- them and yeah like them. working for the fucking cia like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like in, in criminals don't talk to the police like yeah. as a rule it's yeah. bad for business so just, yeah no yeah, and at no point yeah does he ask like why do you need this information why is this information even important to you yeah it's it's silly so <laughs> sneed offhandedly mentions tuco went underground after destroying the starfleet facility but raffi claims she works for toluco and demands to know who paid sneed to frame toluco for the attack Sneed, however, is suspicious, thinking that Raffi is working for Starfleet or Section 31, and slides uh, and says um, to prove that she's not, she can do something for him, and slides an aerosol narcotic injector over to her, telling her to prove she's not a cop. (laughs) She's obviously a cop. Yeah, she sprays the drugs into her eyes, and she's addicted to drugs again. (laughs) Here we are, people. So Sneed says he calls the drug Splinter because it reminds him of a giant karate rat. Also, like we've demonstrated that, like you know, uh, you can take a pill in the like the Starfleet has a pill you can take where you can drink as much booze as you want and not get drunk. True. Like, but this is new. This is Splinter. Oh, it's like a, it's like the the rat that trains oh, yeah. the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> It'd be funny if she's just like if she's like ah, and then transformed <laughs> into a karate doing. She, she, she grows a purple robe, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. bunch of hair. I did a funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know kung fu. I know kung <laughs> second time on the episode. <laughs> I know how to be a rat. <laughs> 
I know sewer rat kung fu. Whoa. I know how to get my tail entangled with a bunch of other rats and create a rat king, which is a giant rat that's formed together by a single point. <laughs> we love rat king. Um, so Sneed says he calls the drug splinter as it uh, feels like you're being ripped apart and pulled back together over and over again. Okay, uh, that uh. name doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Does he not know what a splinter is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it can also mean to splinter, as in go into a bunch of different spots. But put back together again? Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen. No, 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 no. That also sounds horrifying, like oh, a horrible drug. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it does. Uh, like it's like, hey, this drug makes you feel like you want to die and hate everything. And but the, then again, so does like that drug from fucking um, oh, uh, uh, dread, the one oh, that makes yeah. like time go super slow. Yeah, God. Like I take drum drugs so I like can like fall asleep and like skip time, <laughs> not feel my body for a little while. It's no. like it's like oh, my 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 body's no longer a prison. Yeah, flesh prison. <laughs> so, uh, Sneed demands to know who Raffi works for. Raffi maintains the lie that she works for Toluco. Uh, earning a laugh from Sneed, who is impressed by her ability to resist the drugs, uh, saying she must have been fun back in the day. Oh, hells yeah. Oh, yeah. We love those 20- and 30-year-old drug users. <laughs> They're the best. They're fun. So uh, he proves that she doesn't work for Toluco by reaching into a nearby box <laughs> and saying, you know how I know you don't work for Toluco? Because this is Toluco, and, and pulls out his head. Killed Toluco, beheaded him, keeps his head in a box with him to prove things to people, I guess. Yeah. That thing doesn't stink. Right? Well, that's <laughs> like why he just, keeps it on ice, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess it could be an ice box. I don't yeah. Know. Just, just keeps it around for dramatic effect in ca- just in case someone comes around and asks for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's right here. He can't talk, though. <laughs> ah, good thing this finally paid off. He just has a whole bunch of heads of other people he, that he decapitated and kept around for dramatic effect. No, it's not for dramatic it. effect. It's so he can have sex with her mouth. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's Luke who got these really nice dick-sucking lips. You see, <laughs> Romulans in general have really nice dick-sucking lips. That's how Shinzon ended up with such nice <laughs> dick-sucking lips, you see? Uh, I got Shinzon head right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's my he's my prize. Too bad he's 30 years old at this point. It's, all the skin's just melted <laughs> off. It's just the pair of lips are still intact. <laughs> <laughs> just like covered and layer, layers of like uh, you just uh, just different lipstick is like encased <laughs> them at this point. It's it, that, that like the plastic plastic plasticine or whatever it is like you can that have you ever seen that where like they take the human bodies like body worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been to a couple of those exhibits. Yeah. Those are fun. They those did are the, he cool. did the body worlds thing to it, but just the lips. So it's just, <laughs> just the, the lips. It's <laughs> just the skull with these. No, lips. no, not these. the not the veins. Just the lips. Just the lips. Keep the throat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could just hook up the licks to my pocket pussy. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I just need the lips. Um. So, uh, uh, Sneed asks if Rafi thought he would risk his reputation by not tying up loose ends and selling out to the big fish. He decides he will take her money, but leaves his guards to take her head. She stabs Sneed through the hand, causing his guards to react and go for their guns. But before they can start firing on her, one is killed from behind from a long blade. And there's like a very like kind of fuzzy action scene, fuzzy and fast action scene here. And uh, yeah, I'm guessing it's seen through Raffi's eyes. Yeah, yeah, she's all drugged up. 
Yeah, and so uh, a white-haired humanoid begins cutting through the guards and like just uh, just destroying them, and then just finally cuts off Sneed's head. Um, the person helps Raffi to her feet, but the drug has left her disoriented. Guess who it is? Fucking wharf, baby. Who called it? You did. Who you, called you, it? You, you called it. You my call. It. My call. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad that we see, like, you know, from the trailer, you know, we that Worf announced that he's now a pacifist. Yeah. That we're seeing that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> like, which that would have been actually awesome if that was a red herring, just to get people being like, "Why is Worf a pacifist now?" And like every episode, he just beheads someone. Yeah. I would honestly, that would be an awesome red herring for them to do. Yeah, like if if Worf is just gone like supercharged and he's like still part of the Klingon Empire, but he's like just there is like on a murder vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vacation guy. <laughs> he's just, but I'm glad that Worf is kicking ass, still kicking ass because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he, he's fucking, yeah, does some beheading. And he beheads a Ferengi, which I don't think we've ever seen him do. It rocks. No, never. No, I don't think Worf's ever beheaded anybody. Yeah, if anything, he's more violent than he used to be. <laughs> easily, easily. Like, I think he kills as many people in this scene as he ever does on DS9. Yeah, because that's one thing about Worf and TNG is, like, he never, like... He never just murdered people. Yeah, like, well, he wasn't working for the CIA at that point. Yeah, yeah, but he, he and that's something that I don't think Worf would have done, where he would have like beheaded like a Ferengi. Like no. he would have seen that's like Blue Barrel, maybe. Yeah, Blue Barrel, maybe, but like uh, a Ferengi like poses no physical threat to him. No, like he threatened Quark, you know, a lot, mm. but like he and but he would. I don't think he would have. That's the one thing. That no, he when ever, he threatened Quark, it was flirting. Obviously. Yeah, it was flirting. Like Quark, Quark is just a little slut, and he just flirts. Yeah, with but but that's but like for him for but if I think for him to like fight and kill a Ferengi, I think is kind of dishonorable. Yeah, because they don't pose any sort of like. No, they're ju- they're just little guys. Just little guys. They're just funny little guys. Yeah, they're they're not known for for being great fighters or anything. No, definitely not. So. I told you not to engage, Worf says to her quietly. And uh, then there's like a big, uh, like a kind of a quiet but big like, uh, like horn fanfare. And yeah. it sounded really cheesy. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. It's like bum 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 bum. Worf's here. <laughs> kind of like, Yay, Worf. Yay. I will say, Worf looks great. No, no, yeah. Michael Dorn looks like a million bucks. His yeah. my, his makeup looks good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Worf's is looking cool as hell here. Yeah, he's looking- like you'd expect Worf to look. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he kind of he's kind of like done the like you know core and stuff like mm-hmm. you know yeah. how they looked during their old. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, uh, Picard and Riker approach Shaw with a proposal that does not involve co- cooperating with Vatic. Riker reminds him that Jack Crusher is still a person, but Shaw is animate. He will not risk his crew for the son of Picard's ex-girlfriend, <laughs> which was a sick line. I was just like, damn, Shaw, you are dropping bombs. Yeah. It's like, I wish they just gave him a mic to just drop in the middle of every scene. <laughs> That'd be so fucking sick. Or like he, he, like he looks over at, what, at an ensign, and then the ensign goes behind Picard and gets down on all fours. And <laughs> he, he pushes, 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 <laughs> and pushes Picard on the floor. Like, fuck you. Bro, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what's up, loser. <laughs> You're the Titan, motherfucker. <laughs> this is my stomping ground. <laughs> you don't mess with a big dog. Just starts barking. You, you come in the doghouse and you mess with a big dog. 
<laughs> that's what that's what this really needed. Like just like <laughs> just him humiliating them yeah. and bullying them. A hundred year old man <laughs> just bullying a hundred year old man. I wanted to see that. That would honestly, you know, he's not. He's still around. He could do it the next episode. Come on. All right. All right. That's my. Uh, you know, early. It's, I'm doing an earlier prediction. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna have that scene and him barking in this. <laughs> it's like, hey, you got any credits? Give me all your credits. Give me all your credits, pussy. <laughs> Hang on, hold in my pocket. Hold my motherfucking pocket. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, uh, if he, indeed he is her son, anyway. Um, let me just read this line again. So <laughs> Riker reminds him that Jack Crusher is still a person, but Shaw is animate. He will not risk his crew for the son of Picard's ex-girlfriend if he indeed is her son anyway, and that 15 minutes remained to give Vatic an answer. In the brig, Jack nonchalantly places a device attached to a line on his wrist against the wall near the force field and asks the security guard what the power level is reminding him that he, under Starfleet regulations, is required to tell him the power level of the cell in case he should try to escape. You would have been a great scene. I guess. You would have been a great response yeah. if, like, if the guy, if the, uh, if the guard in the brig just went like, oh, it's, and then just, like, put up a middle finger. <laughs> it's like, the power is one. Power is one, motherfucker. Yeah. It's greater than one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's somewhere in between uh, fucking you. <laughs> How about that, buddy? Um, so, uh, when the uh, when the guy does so, Jack activates the device. Oh, and he says it's a ten, which is Starfleet standard, I guess, for your force field power level. Just yeah. in case you need to know that <laughs> for next time. <clears throat> Jack activates the device to bring down the force field and headbutts the man unconscious. Why would you headbutt a man unconscious? That's going to give you a fucking concussion <laughs> as well. Like we, and also, we, we just need to stop giving people concussions in media. He's British. Especially Star Trek. That's, that's, that's that, you know, headbutts oh, the, are... That's are, true. That's the, they've got the extra thick skull because of the whole, you know, smaller <laughs> brain thing. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's what they, you know, especially like the football fans and, you know, the, you know they... Right, right. Like the hooligans, you know, yeah, that's the, yeah. the, the headbutt. It's like, it's the, the traditional British... Yeah, you know they've 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 got a lot more uh, you know like bone and stuff there than on their fist or anything, and mm -hmm. a lot less to damage there than their fist. You know they work with their hands, not with their brain That's in true. Britain. So up until Thatcher, anyway. Now they just uh, you know uh, diddle their wankers, as you might say, or something. I don't know. Um, they're bloody wankers. On the bridge, Shaw reminds Picard that this was not a diplomatic issue anymore and that he had already engaged their enemy. Picard insists they reestablish communication, but Esmar reports that Vatic is now hailing them. Shaw orders her put on screen. Uh, Vatic speaks, saying, It's been centuries since timepieces last ran on the mechanics of gears, and yet that persistent sound you hear is the gentle tick-tock passing seconds interesting thing to say uh, who's talking about watches i don't know that's weird so yeah it's, it's a very it's a very laborious way of just like you know saying, yeah time, time time's time, up time dwindling <laughs> down like i like there's no other current day yeah or, or like, like maybe you're running out of time yeah. anything anything but like Oh, I have heard they once made a thing called watches. Used to wear them on your wrist. And or they, put them on the wall. And they made a tick 
tick-tocking sound. And that is what I'm referencing now when I say time is tick-tocking away. Like, dude, just come on. Be a little more eloquent here. Yeah. Uh, so Picard reminds her that they still have time, and Vatic assures them that she will honor the terms. But uh, thought they might like to know the name of her ship. And this is ham-fisted. Very ham She's like... You have time left, but before so, I think you'd like to know the name of my ship. It's Shriek, which is an Earth creature. And I'm like, okay, this is so sloppily written. This is just like it's it's stumbling all over itself and getting up, and like then its dick falls out, so now it's pissing on itself. It's called Screech, the, the, the nerd character from a show called Saved by the Bell. What? What? Who me, Mister Belding? <laughs> and you are the are the are the are the gentle, unsuspecting Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put something called roofinol in your drink tonight. The eye of the you know the eye the, the, the eye of the screech is on you. <laughs> There's a reason he wasn't invited back for the reboot, you know, Picard. Because he died. <laughs> He, yeah, they actually filmed it before he died. Uh, he yeah. actually just was not invited back at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. He was, he was on bad terms with everyone in the cast. Basically. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I always, because like, like, Screech was my favorite character mm -hmm. watching Saved by the Bell. And then learning that he's just like, was a complete prick. Like, did you ever watch him on Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah. <laughs> he was awesome. The, fa the fact that Screech is your favorite character on Saved by the Bell. Uh, I mean, well, what, who, who else was I going to like? The jock? The jock or the tough guy? <laughs> I don't know. How about one of the women? <laughs> <laughs> You're canceled. I'm canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I, I'm, I accept it. Yeah. That was the most fun I've had with the soundboard all day. <sighs> so... um Picard reminds her they still have time, and Vedic assures them that she will honor the terms, uh, but starts talking about her ship, says it's called the Shriek, which is an earth bird that doesn't attack in anger or malice, um, one that isn't made frantic by hunger, but rather kills surgically and carefully. She says they can either give her jack now or continue to delay, but with each passing moment, she will peck and jab at them until they had nothing left to put the choice to give her what they could have given her already. But certainly, she says, take your time, and she cuts the channel. <laughs> I don't love a villain that's just, like, sadistic. Like, the, this is, like, she's a little too con-ish. Yeah. But, and maybe she does have a reason, but Khan did have, like, a revenge, a heavy revenge reason that yeah. made sense. Yeah, and, uh, and plus, like, they are going overboard with her physically just, like, she looks greasy. She's like, she's like. No, you know what she is. Uh, okay, we mentioned a lot of the things. She looks exactly like little Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Picard, uh, this, you, you don't fucking rock. My brother hit me in the face with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But she, she's being all like greasy and weird. Like she's doing weird stuff with her feet and her and her and her um, and her legs and her and she's like going <laughs> and like cackling yeah. and shaking around. In the yeah, thing. she's she's like a little too witchy for my taste. Yeah, but she's like she's a witchy. She's witchy, but she's um 
dressed up like uh, if an unhoused person tried to cosplay Trinity from the Matrix. Yeah. Jessica kind of looks like girl Hitler from, from Venture Brothers. You're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're totally right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. She does actually kind of have a girl Hitler vibe. Yeah. Know? She looks like girl Hitler. Yeah. yeah and like, but yeah, she's just like, and that's the thing like with other TNG things, you know, when sometimes when they're having conflicts over like, over like, you know, like uh, borders or whatever with, with uh, different alien things. Like borders just, books. Yeah, oh yeah, Borders books, but like they, the alien always, or the uh, person they're arguing with always looks like a normal person or alien. This like they're just like they're really going making her look all villainous, doing like the. <laughs> she is very villain pilled. Yeah, very villain pilled. Very um, very evil core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very um, very uh, 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 I don't have another good synonym. <laughs> Something wave, right? Mm- Malevolent. Uh, there you go. Malice wave. Malice, malice wave. wave. Hey, malice hey wave. we got it. We got, got it. it. Go ask malice. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Shaw is now convinced they have to turn Jack over, but Esmar reports a security breach. Uh oh, Jack has escaped. Uh, she says, Jack's off. <laughs> <laughs> so Shaw orders a security alert uh, and to um, have all uh, shuttle bays and transporter rooms. Locked down. Okay, that's already annoying. Um, <laughs> so even the shuttles have had, uh, even the shuttle bays that have a singular guard for each of them, like in the last episode. Yeah. yeah. So Seven, um, irrespective of whatever rank or pose she might now have, uh, finds him first. Uh, he is holding the transporter chief at phaser point to unlock the transporter room. She calls to the bridge and reports the situation. Shaw says she might have worked her way back into Starfleet through this action, which is like, eh. I I am glad that I where I thought this was going is mm. I thought she was going to go off with Jack somewhere. That w- that would have been interesting if she <laughs> if she was like we're in love. Yeah, we're in love. <laughs> 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 well, I, well, I just thought like you know, she's going to be like still just do like just go, go keep going like keep doing like Picard's plan and like just go off with him and protect him or something put everyone still put everyone at risk yeah like, like have, have them fire on the that, that would have been dumb but mm-hmm. she, she's doing like the right thing yeah Picard realizes that Jack has decided to turn himself over anyway uh thinking Starfleet wouldn't because he is trying to protect his mother Shaw advises Picard to clear his conscience because whoever Jack was he's not worth risking the Titans crew he orders Esmar to unlock the transporters. Just then, Riker gently escorts Beverly to the bridge, and Picard is stunned to speechlessness when he sees her. Her expression leads him to realize that Riker had been correct at what he had been getting at earlier. Mm. Here's where the episode like falls apart for me, <laughs> yeah. and it's in the last minute. Asserting his rank and saying... Admiral's orders, even though he's retired, as it explained on the last episode, he has no material power at all. Yeah. Uh, Picard belays Shaw's orders, declaring, the boy stays here. (laughs) Shaw is convinced Picard is going to get them all killed and asks what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Picard replies, the Jack is his Son! I actually have it on the boat. Yes. There we go. 
Yeah, Perfect. so it's his son. Uh, so our prediction that he is, um, you know, just a clone of Jack Crusher. Wrong. I mean, wrong. he still could be in a way, I guess, but I think we got it wrong, folks. Yeah, I mean, because I'm still thinking, like, I mean, I'm guessing, I mean, Riker did allude to, to uh, Picard and Beverly having sex at some point, sometime right. after Nemesis. I, I guess they did it raw too. Yeah, they did it raw. He busted it raw. So I mean, so let's let's maybe pause here real quick and let's mm -hmm. talk about. Do you think that um, they had the conversation, or do you think it was implied that he could just go in raw? I think I think it was accepted that he could go in raw. They did. She's like. I mean, she probably thought she probably went through menopause at that point. <laughs> like she's. <laughs> I mean, they, I, I feel like you could have birth way way later in the future. So mm. what I'm imagining. The, the the scenario I imagine is she asks him, and he's like, "Oh no, those, those don't feel good." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I never do. I can't. No, it doesn't feel right. Or she's like, "Are you gonna put a condom on?" And by that by the time she asks, she's already finished. She's like, "So are you gonna use a condom?" And he's like, "So did you did you come?" <laughs> <laughs> she turns around. And he's like. <laughs> 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 She like instantly scans herself. Pregnant. Oh, <laughs> fuck. damn it! I'm gonna get not out. again. Get, get a space abortion. <laughs> My last one became a fucking traveler. <laughs> yeah. My last one became an omniscient being. He's a fucking nerd ass bitch. Yeah, no, I gotta worry about this. Well, at least at least we know that British accents are inherited. And also, <laughs> it's it's an inherited gene. Also, fucking like <laughs> so so like Jack Crusher. From what little we saw of him, fucking Chad, hot dude, yeah. right? He makes Wesley Crusher. Fucking Picard and Crusher make this handsome motherfucker? Yeah. I don't buy that. No. The, no, they should have made a bald Will Wheaton. I mean, it, like, it's just showing like that Jack Jack had the bad sperm. Yeah, I guess he had the I, I guess I, <laughs> I I guess fucking Jean Luc has some some good swimmers going on. He's got some good swimmers. He's got some fucking good ass <laughs> sperm dog. Or do you think uh -huh. because Wesley has time bending powers do you think he was able to ensure his his birth that he that his sperm was the one that made it to the egg you think he went back in time and made himself made sure that it was his sperm that found the egg and no others? Oh yeah, you think he went back in time and fucked his mom with his dad's <laughs> dick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he just made himself microscopic and killed all the other sperm except his. <laughs> he's like he's That's, like he's like on top he's on top of her egg with a machine gun and shooting all the other sperm. <laughs> if, if they ever, if they ever uh, reboot Back to the Future, yeah. that has to be a lie. Doc, I gotta go back. What do you mean, Marty? I gotta go back and fuck my mom with my dad's dick. <laughs> I gotta jack my dad off and then into it, my mom. And then I gotta put his sperm inside my dick. <laughs> I gotta use a Q-tip and put it in there like a cannon shot. <laughs> <laughs> Going back in time. Uh, we have fun here, don't we, folks? Yeah, we have fun here. Mm. So Just loading up another dick with another sperm with another, <laughs> another person's sperm. <laughs> Load fire. Uh, man. So in the transporter room, the send-off ends, and Jack and Seven lower their weapons, resigned to what will come next. Um. Shaw orders full power to forward shields and LaForge to prepare them to fly out. <coughs> he takes his seat 
and tells Picard that whatever happens next is on Picard now. I mean, it's been on him this entire time. Yeah. He's, he's the one who's fucking up here. Picard orders communications open to the Shriek. Uh, or Shrike. Shrike. Screech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vada compliments Picard on his precise timing and asks for his answer. Picard looks to Beverly, then says only one word. Engage. Mm. He said the word. He said the word. He, he, said, the, he said the catchphrase. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's the say it, Bart, in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Say the thing. Say the thing, Bart. Say the thing. Uh, the Titan gives Vedic her answer. A spread of photon torpedoes before veering off. Vedic is almost giddy as she orders her helm to follow them. Shaw and Picard both appear to be in agreement. Uh, and Shaw says, if Vedic wants a fight... And then Picard finishes sandwich and says she'll have to find us first, mm. which I think actually might be a direct line out of um, Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan yeah. when they when they go into the nebula because mm -hmm. they're doing the exact same thing here. And I'm pretty sure it's the exact line, from there, but I yeah. might be wrong. Um, <clears throat> so as the Titan flies in the nebula, Vadik laughs gleefully and like twiddles her fingers like the uh, fucking... <laughs> Like a how yeah, like a fucking really like a kid's haunted house witch. Yes, basically. Yeah. Um. And uh, she gives chase into the nebula. The end of the episode. What'd you think? You know, it was actually a okay episode. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, I mean, Shaw, Shaw rocked. I love yeah. Shaw. We fucking yeah, Shaw goes hard. Like we are both immediate Shaw stands. Yes. Um, I, I feel like not only is he like almost a stand in for us, but honestly, a guy I feel like he is modeled on specifically maybe as a person mm -hmm. is a person who hated the last season <laughs> and and is famous for doing so. Uh, Mike from Red Letter Media. Yeah. He like, does have the, the beard. Yeah. Kind of the way he looks. He looks yeah. kind of like just a younger Mike and the way he talks is like very similar too. like, yeah. he's very frank and curt about things, yeah. but like he gives fair criticism yeah. and like contextual criticism. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I fucking like Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I feel like, I mean, he's, he, he's embodying what like we want out of Picard, wanted out of Picard. Yes. Always. Yeah. Like, like his, yeah. He, he had a couple like speeches in here mm -hmm. that were like straight up Picard speeches. Yeah. Like one, two, I think Picard and Riker and then one to seven. Yeah. Both of which were like, yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're acting reckless and you're putting our lives in danger mm -hmm. for personal vendetta. Yeah. And it's, it's stuff where I'm like, where I haven't, this is something I haven't thought at all in Picard so far is yes, that is what the most responsible person on a spaceship would say. Yeah, which was Picard. Oh, which, should, should have been. Should, should have, been. have been. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it should have been at this point, but at this point, he's not. Which, I'm fine if they're doing it with storytelling like this to where they actually do have someone who is like Picard. Yes. Because, like, <laughs> I, I, can, I can accept Picard and him having a fall from grace, but I do need some people in Starfleet who still act like anybody on TNG. Yeah. And I feel like is although Shaw is a lot more like curt and terse and rude than anyone ever was on TNG, mm. he is kind of like Jellico who's allowed to say bullshit and mm. asshole and stuff. Yeah. Like he's a Jellico, he's a TV 14 Jellico, which mm. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with. Oh yeah. Cause Jellico fucking rocks. Yeah. Jellico rocks. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, like 
this is, I feel, what we needed because the last two seasons were just going off the rails with people just doing the most insane shit I've ever seen. I mean, the last two seasons were so much like Raffi's F-plot here. Yes. Like, they were just like, hey, what if we did a show with all, you know, with, like, the, the, the seminal character from the series... But it was just like a modern drama. Yeah. But also, there's some sci-fi. Like, I don't, I don't think that works how you think it's gonna work, son. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Shaw scenes, amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, not, not, I'm not, don't know how I feel about like, um, uh, uh, Vedic yet. Like, I'm, I don't, I. Like I'm like I know they said like Vedic somehow ties in with like the greater lore of mm-hmm. of TNG. Hopefully but, not the greater lore of lore. But like, uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm, that's not too clear to me yet. No. About so so do be. you have do you have predictions? What's your prediction here? Prediction wise, like as for as for the origin of Vedic. Mm-hmm. Why, so the origin of Vedic and also why does Vedic want Crusher so bad? Um. <clears throat> Well, I'm guessing like, I'm guessing like, one reason why Beverly was on on the outside of Federation space is maybe Jack is genetically modified in some way. That's an interesting idea. I because, like that because we, as we still, I think, know genetic modification is still illegal in the Federation yeah. mm-hmm. up until this point. Although I feel like it's actually maybe going to be handled a little bit more, what like fifteen or twenty years prior to this in Prodigy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It, I hope they don't fucking like, you know, uh, fucking kneecap prodigy by doing this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, but, but I do feel like maybe that's something because he does seem like he's, you know, very smart. Mm-hmm. And and there's a, probably a reason. And, and he, maybe he's genetically modified in some way that Vedic wanted to exploit for some reason. Like, wants to suck his big old dick. <laughs> suck a big old dick. Like, you got the biggest dick in the galaxy, old Jack. There, I want to suck that Jack John. You know what I'm saying? But also, I feel like this is like now that we know it's confirmed. You know that that um, um, Jack is Picard's son. Mm-hmm. I feel this is something that um, a plot line we should have had with Shinzon. Like, I feel like yeah. I feel like Shinzon should have been Picard's son, and Picard's the person that like I feel like. I feel what would have made Nemesis, and I think would have kept more in line with like the ideology of Star Trek, mm-hmm. is that if that if Shinzon was redeemed, and then like, yeah. and then like, and and uh, Shinzon went into Star went into Starfleet, and they could have recreated that scene or that pose that you know when Picard's looking back at the photo of him and mm. and um and uh, Starfleet Academy when he's you know dressed up as an uh, as a as a as a um as a cadet. You know, and, well, and the one where he's dressed up as Aladdin, <laughs> no, blackface. No, mm-hmm. But he's dressed up as a cadet, you know, and then like Shinzon recreates that same kind of photo and that kind of photo. And then you that, were always here, Mister Picard. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have brought it back. But say, but I was like, I feel like that would have been a good like Picard son origin story, like him and Beverly, like fucking. You know, when they're both and they're both in their sixties or whatever, it's just, mm-hmm. and then like giving birth. Kind of weird, <laughs> but like, yeah, um, you know, yeah, and, uh, and and I'm gonna guess like there is some reason why she's never bothered to tell 
Picard about it, but because that's what I'm guessing. Like maybe she mo- genetically modified him in some yeah. in some way, and too, yeah. and now he's the key. Like as you said, like spo- special boy blood. Yeah, and so that that's my big prediction is he has something about him specifically that is going to save the galaxy. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's the the. The stakes have to be so goddamn big in every season of this show mm-hmm. that I'm like, I mean, it's, it's got to be something saving the galaxy at this point. So he has to be the key. So he either has knowledge mm-hmm. or like something about him physically yeah, that is going to like be super, super special. And uh, I, I think, you know, Amanda Plummer, uh, Vatic, um, wants that shit. Yeah, she wants that shit. Or maybe he just like has come that tastes you know, like fucking orange soda. And mm. she's just like, I want to fucking stick my mouth on that straw. See what, see Make an orange Julius. <laughs> <laughs> Make an orange Julian Bashir. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, like, and, and plus like that, I mean, probably still has to somehow tie in with like lore and Moriarty at some point. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused on what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, already we've seen like, you know, Worf being a pacifist was kind of a red herring. Kind yeah. Of false ro- false right. lead. You know, what would be, a master class hmm. in red herring huh. if Brent Spiner wasn't in this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, th- it, if they do that, if Brent, if, if Brent Spiner was a complete red herring yeah. and he's not in the season, I will review <laughs> the right. entire first season of I, I what's a Chuck Lorre show. I haven't mentioned yet. Hmm. I'll just find another Chuck Lorre show. How yeah, about that? just do yeah. that. Yeah, I think you're setting yourself up for too much because you know what if they do every single thing? Does, does Fuck, fucking Terry Metalis listens to this podcast <laughs> and he closed out the season doing that and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to make him. Yeah, he's just going to be like, all right, we got rewrites. All yeah. right, everyone has to die. And if 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 uh, does that also include lore? Does he is he included since it's Brent Spiner? If does he have to? Die, does everyone? If everyone dies, well, I said all but one person has oh, to die. But, for, okay, for, so or, or or everybody, everybody, everybody or all the one person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay, so Laura can still live if he wants. Okay, but if he's just not included, um, I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck else has Chuck Laurie done? He's he's gotten so successful successful just doing his dog shit shows that I don't know what he's done. Because <laughs> um, he's like everything he's done has like twenty fucking seasons. Everything he's done. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, the the Kaminsky method. United States of Al. <laughs> How to be a bookie? I don't, I don't, oh, Dharma and Greg. I mean, I guess, but that'd be too on the nose. Oh no, no, it's not. That's not the gay one, is it? No, no. I always no. get that one confused with the other one. Darman Greg sucks. Yeah, I will do Darman. Yeah, Darman yeah. and Greg is about the Republican and I the fucking and, hate Darman and, and the liberal that get married. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, of course that makes sense. They're the same party. <laughs> the same like thing. Ooh, a '90s Democrat and a '90s Republican. <laughs> How very different they really are. Oh my God, that was on, okay. Never mind. I thought that was a two for a second. I was like, that was on for ten years. No, it was only on for 1997, 2002. Damn, do you think they addressed um, 9-11 on that show? Uh, that, that would be amazing. They, 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 if they, like that, That's why they got a divorce is because they disagreed <laughs> on the Iraq war. God, man, if there was a, if there was a 9-11 episode, that'd be, that would rock. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, any other predictions for, for us? What's, uh... Uh, what do you think about uh, Rafi's thing? Do you think it's just going to get even more let me tell you. Let me tell you. 
I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I I do because I don't want to have to sit through it and I want it to actually be good. And I actually like want to like Michelle Hurd as an actress and her character here, but they're Mm -hmm. making it difficult now. Mm -hmm. Um, Difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Very, very lemon difficult. Yeah. It's Um, like, I mean, introducing Worf, like, you know, obviously like Worf is being brought in to like bring her, to, to cure her of her drug addiction. And, and be like a mentor to her, which is odd considering he was such a dog shit father. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, so he's like, I, you know, but he's kind of like, you know, just like all those other like, you know, life, lifestyle gurus and stuff like that, God. you know. If he brings her back to earth and they just lodge with his Russian Jewish parents, mm. that. Or they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have to have like a um, a montage where he's like taking her. He's like, it's kind of like a. Um, like a uh, Apollo and Rocky mm-hmm. type thing where Apollo is going to like, you know, has, them Oh yeah. Yeah. And they go through the, the <laughs> snow and stuff and yeah, she's like running on the beach. And then what like, are those? These are called latkes. <laughs> yeah. These are like latkes. I've never had a, I've getting pitch. stronger. <laughs> and just like, and they're like running on the beach in half shirts and short shorts. And then like <laughs> just and, eating nothing but matzo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it shows her like slowly getting better. And then finally, like she's, she's like, um, she's running past him on the beach and, mm-hmm. and running up, running up the stairs at, at, in Philly and stuff yeah. like that. So, and, and he's gonna, he's gonna bring her back and mm-hmm. make her teach her how to live her life. For the for the greater good. Hell yeah! But. Do you think he's ever going to reconnect with his Jewish faith? Do you think that's going to be part mm, of the season at all? That could be. That would be fun. Yeah, it'd be cool. The <laughs> the house of menorah talk. <laughs> I would have loved. I would love love like if someone did like wharf circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> this is his bris. His bris. Yeah. Oh, there's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh boy! You know, it's, it is traditional for the moil to suck the blood out of the dick. Not just traditional, <laughs> preferable. Preferable. <laughs> no, that's that's why there was like an epidemic for years of um, like conservative and uh, um, what do you call them? Uh, Hasidic Jewish children mm-hmm. uh, with like a bunch of hepatitises. Yeah, because, herpes. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, <laughs> bad. Very bad. I, I'd, I'm gonna so say I'm gonna say it right here. Perhaps, even if it's for religious reasons, perhaps you should never put a child's penis in your mouth. No. And I'm going to actually remove the perhaps from that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a little too light. Yeah, don't do not do it. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, like do it. Uh, child's penis, no reason to be in your <laughs> mouth. Like, even if a fucking, like, stingray stings him on the penis, mm-hmm. don't be like, I'll get, oh, no, I guess you pee on that, right? <laughs> I guess if a even I, I guess maybe if a rattlesnake bites your kid on the dick, all right, and there's no hospital around, the, the, no, you know what? No, I'm just gonna say no, categorical no. Let that kid die. God, God wants that to happen. That would Sorry. be a funny scene though of like the circums of, of the bris, and then like uh, the, the the rabbi just looks at and is like, oh yeah, I hope I'm getting paid double for this. <laughs> <laughs> What? One wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, what is this? Two for Tuesday? Hey, two for Tuesday? What's it's going on? It's just like Denny's. Hey. <laughs> <Oy. laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, ultimately, what what did you think of the episode? What would you give it? It was okay. I thought it was okay too. I thought it yeah. was better than the last episode. It was. Which is surprising me mm-hmm. because, like, I had zero faith in this series. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I still don't because, you know, the I'd say the last two episodes of the last season were actually pretty promising. Yeah. And then after that, the wheels came off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of don't think it's going to be 
the nightmare that was season two of Picard. I don't, I don't think so either, especially because this like this was a little done a little bit after, so they weren't restricted by so many of the pandemic things. Yeah. And I think they also like s- tried to save a lot of money on the last season so they could put it to this season. Yeah. Because, like, the production on the season is just, like, infinitely better. and they, It's not just doing, like, okay, we're just going to have everyone wearing, like, normal clothes and it's going to be filmed in L.A. Yeah, and, like, and <laughs> ha- ha- half this episode is going to be at this ice facility, so one room. And then the yeah. other one, and one half of this episode is going to be at uh, fucking uh, 10 forward, but that's an earth bar now, yeah. so one room. Half of this episode is going to be done in an FBI office, yeah. one room, you know. Yeah, it just... It just like it's kind of like the same constraints like they had on the TNG show, but they didn't do anything with it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we don't have any money," and so like, "Okay, well, we have to put everyone in one room." So, I bet so we I, just tell the worst story ever told. Yeah, and so one guy's like, "Well, we got to write our dick off about this," and they're like, "No, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, don't." I mean, do you think they're going to do like the past two seasons introduce something that's ridiculously? insane and then like and then just ignore it for the rest of, and in uh, the canon of the rest so of the i'm show. almost expecting that to be jack crusher mm. like we we learn like god like jesus yeah we learn on like episode four that like yeah he has the fucking you know semen that uh cures all disease or something mm. like that <clears throat> and so they're like uh we just have to milk his prostate and we'll <laughs> save the galaxy or some shit like that uh, but then, like something, some some other plot is like really important, and they have to stop the terrorists, and that's what the thing is really about. And mm. I, was, I don't know. So I don't know. Like, I'm I'm eager to see how or if like the A and F plot are interconnected here. Yeah. And how so? Because I don't see a good way forward for them to do that. But if they do, and if they do it in a good way, that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Somehow, like you know. Um Street dealers know like of Vedic's plans. Yes. And, <laughs> and Raffi's like, I want to marry in drugs, but I also need information. By the way, I'm not a cop. I am not a cop. But I need information. My I'm not a cop shirt is raising more questions already answered by my shirt. Yeah. The, fa- <laughs> the fact that I have so much money to just pay you for information <laughs> yeah. should not be suspicious. Yeah, it, it, it's so clumsy. That's what I hate. I hate her story. It's just it's it, it, like because for one, it's like it's like the cliche undercover cop story, but it's also just doing it completely dumb. Where it's like not believable. Where yeah. it's like she just has like mm-hmm. un, un like no one no one's ever asking where are you getting this money? Mm-hmm. How do you have this so much disposable income to be paying for drugs and also this information that is relevant to you how Mm -hmm. (laughs) like no one's asking any sort of questions well i mean sneed did and uh got his head cut off for the for the fucking (laughs) and i mean she came to him like and and Worf had to jump in like stop asking so many questions (laughs) either you're giving them too many answers (laughs) well i guess i had to cut their heads i guess i had to end these three people's lives (laughs) because you decided you needed to play spy and almost got your ass murked yeah. for not following orders. Like literally like Raffi in that scene should have rightfully been murked and in Worf should have been like, well, I wonder where Raffi is. <laughs> like that is one thing about like those also like, like that's one part of like undercover cop stories is like one reason why they're chosen. Cause also they're kind of disposable. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't have families. They don't like have that. families. That they're trying to reconnect with on the same planet that they're it's, undercover it's, on. It's, and it's kind of like an accepted risk that, mm. you know, doing like being uh, doing this thing is probably going to end, end, end your life. Yeah. But, 
I mean, she wants to die. So yeah, she and, wants to. and you know what? I think the audience at this point feels <laughs> the exact same way. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would have loved it if, like, yeah, if we just focused more on Shaw and like whatever intrigue is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give, give Raffi an awesome hero's death. Let her go out on a high note. Yeah, I mean, she's the last one standing. I mean, of all the new characters, I mean, they, no Elnor, no no Girardi, no Rios, no uh, who else was new? Um, that's it. it that's oh it. no no no! Uh, fucking the two robot chicks. Um, so so so. Soji? Oh Soji! Oh yeah, she's Soji. not in this either. Yeah. No 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 no! She hasn't been since the first season. They cut her out of the second. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. I didn't like her either. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, the the Romulan brother and sister from the first season. Yeah, and they lived at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Um. I, never... I mean, the the Romulan commander lady was that the sister? I forget. Yeah. Yeah, they had um, a weird incestuous relationship. Yeah. Uh, the um fucking all the Soongs or the the one Soong oh, yeah. and all his robots. Yeah. I don't know. It was a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Um. And that that foreshadowing at the end of two. Ooh, a uh, crazy Borg, a uh, crazy ex Borg lady. Oh yeah. Yeah. Never saw her again. No. But that is one thing. Like they could, another thing they completely erased is like the foreshadowing of of uh, the evil Soong in the past. You know, I mean, because remember he brought out the Khan project. And, that's that's a good point. Like, that was a weird teaser at the end of the second season that I I can almost guarantee you they are never going to follow through on. I mean, I'm guessing well, like I'm guessing now it's just like oh he does just makes Khan. He just does. They just like that's when like the Soong's introduction to like genetic engineering when they with carried on by Eric Soong and stuff like that. He couldn't have made Khan because Khan was born in like ninety nine. Well, right? he, I think he started. Well, that's him starting the the, pro, uh, the uh, maybe the project. I don't know. No, no, because because Khan was like waging, helping to wage the eugenics wars well, in the in the late. Well, like, 90s. well, I mean, like the Khan project is just like him starting genetic engineering, or but Khan already existed. 30 years before oh. that so i mean maybe if if the I mean, con guessing, project I'm was guessing, like spearheaded by con with a in association well with i'm Sun. guessing well, i'm guessing they moved since because of like you know because that was made in the 60s they just like moved con, con's birth up a little i would hate that well it, may, it would make sense because like not you know 1999 <laughs> it's like well so so uh, the ex- explanation i've heard uh which i really like actually is that the eugenics wars were actually the series of wars that like already happened, but mm. they were shadow wars in like uh, so like the Iraq War mm. and the Afghanistan War were actually eugenics wars, but like they were like kind of shadow proxy wars that like people thought were going on for certain reasons, but they were going on for entirely separate reasons, which actually makes sense because mm. the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War were started on completely false premises. Yeah. So they could have completely different motives, which oh, yeah. I actually really like that explanation, to be honest. Okay. It, it makes sense to me, especially as, like, a leftist who fucking hates America. I'm like, sure. you know what? Okay. That's, that's a theory that works for me. Yeah. It's it's a theory that's like, hey, maybe Bush and Khan did 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Khan was one of the hijackers. <laughs> he lived because it was super, super. Ooh, human. I like that. Yeah, he jumped out of the plane. Oh, it's just, it's just, he jumped out of the plane with all their passports and they <laughs> fell out of his pockets. <laughs> oh, like, damn it, whoa, no. whoa. But by the way, uh, if anyone doesn't know that reference, uh, somehow, somehow, uh, even though their bodies burnt to a crisp and they never found any of their bodies, steel beams uh, melted. The steel beams melted. <laughs> the, uh, uh, ex- uh, the, the planes exploded completely. They found, I think, like all of the 9-11 hijackers' passports on yeah. the ground 
outside of the World Trade Center, which doesn't make any sense. Any sense. Like, they were just just ejected from their bodies and nothing else. It's crazy. This is like the magic bullet in the JFK assassination. Like, the the, the bullet that went went through everybody also just ended up on the... um, on, on the uh, ne- on the body, yeah, just next it, to it, like oh yeah, no, they found it. Yeah, they found it. It was just there. Yeah, just hanging out. Somehow yeah. went through se- multiple bodies and then just ended up on a, on the on the thing. I've I've gone through multiple bodies and still ended up on a thing. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you say. Oh, you know, I know what you say. Sometimes you get in a group situation. You're like, hey, hey, let me fuck that and you stick that in here, right here, friend. All right, all right, all right. Now I'm gonna buy you. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, we love going on by you, folks. Hell yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Is, is that it for this episode? Yeah, I think so. Would you, what, what, what was your? Oh rating? yeah, my 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 final final rating. I liked it more than last time. Still the Raffy stuff. Some of that. How seven acts. Seven's an idiot here. But seven was told that she's acting stupid. I know. So seven's an idiot. But also, yeah, I really liked how Shaw told her she wouldn't be a fucking idiot. Yeah, and he's just like telling telling Riker and Picard to shut the fuck up. Shaw the fuck up. Oh God, we need a we need a, a shut up Wesley type moment from Shaw, Shaw up Wesley. Or, or shut up, shut up, Picard. Yeah, and then like yeah. From, from yeah, we love that. But um, awesome. yeah, just I mean, just for Shaw alone, I'm gonna give this one a six and a half. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair rating. Yeah, I'd say I mean, like at least half of the episode was good. Yeah, uh, Shaw elevated that half because mm-hmm. um, he oh, acted in a way that makes sense mm-hmm. with within. Yeah, the show. And, yeah, and and also Starfleet. Yeah, Raffi's I don't know third of the episode was miserable. It was totally like uh, I hate Rave Planet. I hate it. H- hate Rave Planet, but when they brought in like the uh, the former addict family drama, but also <laughs> she she can't give up on being a spy. She, yeah. Being a spy means I'm more. I'm addicted to, her. to being a spy too. A, oh, I I want to be I want to be a grandma, but I'm addicted to the Starfleet. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up! Just fucking quit Starfleet. You don't need a goddamn job. Yeah, you, like anyone anyone can literally do this fucking job. Yeah, but she a, has one son and one granddaughter. Right, and she yeah she's she is fucked up all of her family relations, and she's only got three of them in her life. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, lady? Like, wow. Yeesh. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess with that, it's time for us to warp away. Be well, travel safe. And as Ferengi rule of acquisition number one says, once you have their money, you never give it back. And with that, Mm -hmm. we will be retiring the rules of acquisition because we've gone through all of them. Oh, RIP. Rest in pussy. Rest in pussy. You know that's that's what you know that's what a Ferengi want to be doing. Oh yeah 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 Thanks for trekking with us, soy boys, girls, and other worldly beans. Hang dong and shockers. Soy 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 soy. Sorry,